get 30% shorter average wait time. When you buy and book your appointment at DiscountTire.com, you can get 30% shorter average wait time in the store. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan. I'm Corey. I'm Kendall. Together, we host From the Middle, a comedy and culture podcast about being middle-class guys living in the middle of America in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view that fall somewhere in the middle. That's right, Corey. We chat about all things, mostly husband and dad life, geek culture and entertainment from a relatively centrist and regular point of view. We all hear enough about the extreme ends of the spectrum. So we thought we'd create a conversational and relaxed podcast from a moderate perspective. Flyover state? More like uh, state fairs, livestock. Guys, what's what's something that's cool and impactful that is the antithesis of boring? Yeah, I don't know, man. Listen to our podcast. We'd love for you to join the conversation. You'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. That's From the Middle, available wherever you find podcasts and at From the Midpod everywhere. Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? My fellow motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, dear God. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going, man. It's been, it's, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. You, have you been biding your time? Oh, look at you. Look at you with that, with that, 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 yeah. No, we're, oh, uh, pun, it, yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's been it's been a good week. Um, as you alluded, we have a new president, and as we do tend to try to stay not political on this show, may I just say, oh, thank God. <laughs> I I would go even further and say, oh, thank fuck. Well, yes, I mean, considering where you stand on God, but yeah. Um, either way, not even just that. It's like this. This goes further than if there is a God. It's just like, ah, oh, thank. Fuck. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like it's, you know, I I said this to you on our get vocal, but like it's nice to be able to wake up in the morning and not wonder what insanity we're in for today from government. There's always going to be insanity, and and the thing that it's all done and over with is 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 utter bullshit because it's not. There's a lot still coming, but when it's not coming from the very top, the guy. You know, with his finger on the button, it just makes you feel a little less, like, on edge. <laughs> what, what drives me crazy is literally on Biden's first day, there was, like, Fox News anchors like Sean Hannity and shit that were literally first day being like, Joe Biden is the new president. In his first day of office, there's already 400,000 people dead. It's like, dude, are you serious? 
Right. Like, yeah, like 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 the previous president, no matter who it is, forget forget political party and what we think of the individual, right? That the guy on the first day is responsible for that is like insane to me. No matter what what party, right? Like it doesn't matter which way you lead. It's there's no way he yeah, yeah he was supposed to snap his fingers at twelve noon on January twentieth and it was all supposed to be gone. Like fuck he's, off. He's not Thanos for Christ's sake. Like give him a fucking break. Like it it literally is so <laughs> I mean it's insane how they're like, you know, 400, you know, we're in a widespread worldwide pandemic. There's 400,000 people that are dead under this new administration. It's like, dude, give them a year. You you have to give the fucking leeway of a president about a year. Typ- typically, like, it's 100 days. It's what fine, that's that's why days. that's why you keep hearing about the 100 days, because that's usually where you kind of get a, like a feel for what's going to happen. And, uh, you know. I think, it, I think it I think it was Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle who they made a joke about like I think it was Chris Rock about you know taking over like a previous administration like he's like compare it to if there's an there's a manager of Banana Republic and they've been stealing from the warehouse and like fucking everything up and sexually harassing all the employees and then you fire that guy Right, and then you get a new guy. He's got a bunch of sh- to deal with. He's got to hire more employees. He's got to fucking get new merchandise. He's got to like get yeah, a break. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. Like you know, look, you and I are big, big fans of Obama. We always have been. As long as I've known you, you you were. I was too. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know, he did a lot of positive things. Like I'm not. I will not sit here and shit on the man because he did way more positive things than any negatives. And and listen, I will also say this. All presidents, all, don't care, have done some bad shit and have done some good shit. It just depends on which ways more. Like, what have you done more good or you done more bad? And that varies from person to person. I'm not even picking on one in person in particular. It goes across the board. It, it flip-flops back and forth. And that's not even a party thing. You've had Republicans that have done amazing, great things. And you've had Democrats that have done terribly shitty things and vice versa. So, um, you know, so a lot of people tried to give Obama credit for for fixing the economy back in 08 and he did but mm-hmm. i will give w some credit his administration got that ball rolling it took them till the last like three months of their existence but they at least started the ball rolling and then you know obama came in and kicked it down the hill with the force of some you know massive soccer player and completely fixed someone it, who's but... actually in shape <laughs> yes but you get the point the point is that like Right. Bush did some good to start that process. Obama finished it, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm, you know, I'll, I'll acknowledge Bush did do that, but Bush also, no, that's what I'm a, saying. Right. Yeah, but I mean, there's, but he, I, I, there, there are like, you can my, try and find a positive. No, my point for bringing it up though, is to your point of like, Obama didn't come in on the first day and immediately fix the economy. Same way that Biden didn't start, last Wednesday, and it's all 400,000 deaths are on him. You know what I mean? Like, that's, or crossing that threshold is on him. Like, it's not. It's it's the same thing. That's all I'm saying, is that, you know, like, 
he doesn't get all that blame, but Obama doesn't get all that praise either, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? And, sure. you know, so um, now when your first press conference ever as president is that there were more people at the inauguration than any other person that, than any other president that's ever had an inauguration, you can go fuck yourself. That's kind of how I view that. But that's a different. I'm very good at fucking myself. Okay, nobody's <laughs> better than fucking myself. Better yeah. than me, except maybe my wife, my lovely wife, malaria, melanoma, whatever the fuck her name Ivanka. is. Um, he, he wishes. He <laughs> fucking wishes. No, I, I, I don't know that he wishes. I listen. There's no proof, but I, <laughs> I got my suspicions, man. Um. Anyway. That that's all said. Listen, we're we're not gonna have a two hour political conversation in the in that sense of us discussing presidents and particular real you know, that way. But what we are gonna do today is we thought in honor of the inauguration and the fact that this you know, regardless again what you think of party or policy, every the fact that we as a country come together and in 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 elect a president, even if your side lost we still as a country came together and made some kind of decision. The fact that we do that every four years and have, you know, have this changing of power and this changing, you know, uh, the transition of power, as they call it, I think is a historical thing. It's happened 46 times in our history. Well, I mean, it's it's happened more than 46 times, but we've had 46 different people in that office. Right. And being together as a country for 200 and let's see 44 year 45 years yeah 245 years at this point to only have 46 people run this country think about the numbers on that like that's that's kind of mind-boggling it's always been mind-boggling to me anyway you know so i i'm of the opinion that it's absolutely mind-boggling that let's let's say what the president really is it's it's one of the most powerful men on in the world right yeah yeah and he it, it falls on one man. That's kind of in a roundabout way insanity. Well, to and have it, all this responsibility, all this weight, all this power, all this all this uh, all of this just rest on one guy is, well, and, is kind of fucking insane. And there's a great line from one of the movies I'm sure we're going to talk about tonight, where the president. I'm trying not to spoil the film yet. Uh, is is attempting to have sex with his girlfriend for lack of a better phrase and it's not a mistress but and he's like keep in mind that um certain titles come with the office that i hold and uh that's mainly a political <laughs> oh uh, so, uh, the line i think was like uh i'll get the exact line because it's a funny yeah, line it's, it's but like it, i'm the most like the most powerful men in the nation just is a political uh Distinction, yeah, it's a political distinction, not a personal one or something like that. Actually, she she finishes part of the line for him. If you remember, it's it's. I think she finishes more than just a line for him. Oh, yeah, but no, it's that's that's just one of my lines here. I um. Oh, you you actually wrote down lines? No, 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 no. But I mean, that's one of the lines that. Well, we're going to talk about that again. So we're going to talk about the presidents in these films, but I also want to talk about the films themselves a little bit, Rico, because some of these films are really good films that we're talking about. And others are just fun to watch. You know, there's there's a huge difference sure. there, you know. Um, so uh, let me see if I can find the line real quick. And then um, if I can't, we'll just move on. I'm going to take one more look here. Uh, 
let's see one no 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 um well should we start with this one or do you want to start with well we do we start with fictitious presidents or real presidents well i've got more fictitious so we are going to be discussing at least true presidential biopics about a real president and then we're going to talk about fictional presidents throughout the throughout movies and as i i also listen to a couple tv shows um on on for my fictional ones Okay, uh, I'm sure I could talk about a couple of them. I'm, I'm, I'm well, guessing. I, I can't talk extensively about my about uh, the TV ones because I actually only started them a couple weeks ago. And I'm guessing but, one of I them mean, is West Wing. I would assume one of them is West Wing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can start with fictional. We can go fictional presidents. We can do. Uh... <laughs> well, well, then let's just start with the one that we were just alluding to. Let's talk about the American president. Because okay, the one with fucking uh, Liberace himself. See, that's a shame. Like, I look, I, he did a great job in that role. I saw, I saw behind the oh, candle okay. It was really good. But like, there's so much more to Michael Douglas that I feel like he oh, gets. Sure. I and but I feel like he does get seated with that sometimes, or well, saddled with that me, is the word for me. I mean, like when when the first thing I think of for Michael Douglas is probably uh, Fatal Attraction or like Disclosure. Um, I mean, I also do think of him as Kirk's son because I in my research I actually did watch a political movie with Kirk Douglas last night and I'll, oh, and yeah? I'll get to that yeah, yeah I would love to hear called, about that it's called seven days in May I've never even heard of that I'm not gonna lie to you it, Steph like got me like she's like you have to watch this if you're gonna talk about like presidents and political movies and shit sure um but I can get to it when we when when we get to it. We'll, we'll go from American President to Seven Days of May. We'll go from the, we'll go Douglas and Douglas. How's that? Yeah, I found I found the one the day after. I found the line from the morning after where he's like, "I'm sorry about this. We'll do it better next time." And she goes, "Well, I'm no expert, but I think we did it pretty good this time." Yeah, that. See, there's a lot of charm in that in that flick. Yes. Um, yes. And what I thoroughly appreciate is that it is. Definitely a precursor to West Wing. Have you seen any of West Wing? No, no. I uh, maybe maybe a clip here, a clip there, but I've never like sat down and watched it. No, and I've heard good things. It's just one is one of those ones, and this wasn't one of those ones where I tell you like, well, because it was popular. Fuck off. That wasn't that, but it was so deep into the series before it got on my radar that it would have taken me forever to catch up. And streaming services at the time were not a thing, so binging, right. binging. So I would have had to go out and buy. I would have had to go buy the series, like the seasons on Blu-ray or, or DVD even, because they weren't even Blu-ray, but, you know, so. Well, it is on uh, HBO it, Max. It's on it, HBO. I think it's also on Netflix at this point. So, yeah, I it, could. No, it, it, it's not on Netflix anymore. They moved it to HBO Max. Okay. Well, uh, either way, I have that. <laughs> I can still watch right. it, but, yeah. Um, I have HBO Max because you have HBO Max. That's true. That is true. Um, but in all seriousness, like, because American President was written by Aaron Sorkin. And I've been on, like, an Aaron Sorkin kick. Oh, he's such a good writer. I mean... Such a good writer. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of um, another one of his films, which I believe is his first film, um, which is A Few Good Men, which we won't be talking about tonight because it's not really... There's not much... It's, a, well, political, not not presidential. So we will, certainly won't be getting into that. But he he is such a good writer and I'm such a fan of that film. And then when I realized, cause I think I'd seen this movie a few times without tying this, making the Sorkin connection because especially compared to 
A Few Good Men, it's lighter. It's more comical. Um, it's not a comedy, but it's a... I'd almost call it a rom-com, but it's not... It's not, it's not Dave. No, no. Dave is... And then I love Dave, too. You know I do. Dave is a great... But that is a pure-out comedy with a little bit of politics mixed in, whereas... American President is actually quite the opposite. It's 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 a political film with comedy sprinkled through, you know. Right. And in it, it, but it's done in a right way. Like I'm looking at the the a line here. It's not the one I was looking for, but we're like they're talking about going to Camp David, and she go. He asks her if he's been to Camp David, and she goes, "Yeah, I used to go all the time, but they then they changed chefs." And immediately his response is, "You're it's sass. You're sassing me, right?" Like that yeah. whole interia- interaction there. That's the comedy that's in the film that allows for the serious to kind of shine through in a good way. I think you know. Uh, just for the Aaron Sorkin topic, I would recommend uh, one of the newer films that premiered on Netflix. Within the past couple of years, called the Chicago Seven. Okay, I think I saw it on like the when I was flipping through stuff, but yeah, you should watch that. Okay. That I mean, it's it's gripping. I mean, I mean, look, I liked Moneyball, but I didn't love Moneyball as much as like Sorkin's other work. And see, and I, oh, that's an interesting. Well, thing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, buddy, but that's one of the things that's interesting to me. Like, I missed. Maybe I should. Maybe even after having done this for almost three years with you, I should still pay attention more than I do. Until right now, when you said that, I didn't know Moneyball was a Sorkin film, and I love Moneyball. Well, see, I felt the same way about The American President, because I saw The American President when I was like 10 or something, but and I thought it was boring. Well, was at, 10, boring. at 10, you would. yeah, Right. But then I went on this Aaron Sorkin kick, and then I started watching. I haven't, I haven't gotten even finished the first season of The West Wing. But I was like, Steph and I were like, we should fucking start this show. And it was more of like, wouldn't it be great to watch like a fucking president that's not awful right now? (laughs) And this this obviously was, this was obviously before January 20th, you know, just to stress. Yeah, Yeah. we we started watching it uh, early December. And then, we, you know, it was not an every night thing. We would watch shit all over the place. And then my mom died. And that sort of took a break on. Sure everything sure uh so then we we after i was sort of able to crawl that hole a little bit i was like all right let's fucking watch some background shit and the west wing is just great because it is an aaron sorkin dialogue they do the walk and talk the walk and talk is like aaron sorkin's that's true yeah and i even think american president starts off with a walk and talk it's literally Michael Douglas coming out of a room and like his aides come to him and he's walking and talking. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and not only that, Martin Sheen is both the president in West Wing. And, and he's, he's, yeah. And he's the uh, chief of staff. He's the chief, the of, chief staff. of staff of the American president. Yeah. And there's even like, there's a, I, I, I fuck up the line, but in the first episode of the West Wing and then like, that part where Michael Douglas is in his uh, meeting and he's discussing like um, bombing another portion and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And he said, I, I don't remember what the fucking line is. Steph knows it. It's an identical scenario to the point where like, Oh, well I fucking hope Aaron Sorkin wrote both of this. Otherwise he's going to sue somebody. Yeah. 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 Um, I would definitely, if you love the American president that much, 
I would definitely give like the first three episodes of the West Wing, no, or at least I, the first one. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm not. And and honestly, right now, working from home, I've been putting shows on that I can like that are dialogue heavy, so that like. As much as I love podcasts, and I do, and I love supporting all the, you know, the odd pods and even our friends outside of the network, their shows, I've found myself when I work from home not listening to podcasts much. I used to when I was working in an office because I have a screen option. So I can turn sure. on a TV show. Typically, I've been putting on shows I've I've seen a bunch of times. Like, like I ran through all of Elementary again because I... You know, I've seen them. I've ran through all of NCIS. I'm running through all of NCIS. I'm on season 16 of 18 right now. So, like, you know, so I, you know, like, I'm, so, I, but doing these long binges, the point is that there, it, it allows me to kind of do that. And with something like The West Wing, which I know is going to be heavy dialogue over, like, needing to watch the screen, not that the screen's not important, but it's more about what you hear than what you see, I would think, then... Um, it it it'll be it'll play into that ability to you know run it while I'm doing other stuff. So it it, it definitely is. I mean, it, Aaron Sorkin, who I believe has only directed a couple films. I mean, one of them was Molly's Gay, and the other one was the Chicago Seven. Um, directed or written? Because there's a, obviously directed, okay directed specifically. Um, but I mean, he's been writing everything, and like I, what I like is that he's been very honest about his drug use and, and addictions. And he, I mean, he's, as far as I know, he's clean now, but like yeah, he, he wrote the American president high on crack cocaine, his words. Okay. That's insanity. That is insanity. Because, because the American president's a decent flick and it's, it's more than it's decent. No, it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking good, and and you have and you have to have a sharp mind in order to get into political films. You have to know what the fuck you're talking about. And so I want to I want to get yeah. into the writing for a minute with him, and then we're gonna get back to the movie proper. But I want to get into the writing for a second since you brought it up. He actually did write that show. I thought you said he wasn't a writer on it. I didn't say that. I, no, no. He. Oh, he I was okay. making a joke. Like if he didn't, then oh. he definitely should sue. I but think, no, he was the creator of the West Wing. I think I misheard what you were saying then. That's my fault. Um but yeah, he did that uh, uh Molly's game he wrote, which is another one I'm curious to see. I, I haven't I seen saw. that yet. I've wanted to see that. Uh he wrote Steve Jobs. Is that the one with Fastbender or is that the one with Kusher? Yes. Okay, see I haven't seen the Fastbender one yet. I've wanted to see it. I didn't know he was a writer on the social network, which is another movie I'm a huge fan of. Um, yeah, he definitely did that. Even though, because I, because, because I'm a big Fincher fan too, so that's why I like. That's what drew me to Social Network. Plus, I was curious about the, you know, the quasi history of Facebook because we both know it's not like 100 percent accurate, but it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it. No, there's, there's that. I've done my accurate. research. There's, there's enough accuracy in there to you could call it. It's like, it's like how you feel about um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Same. Sure. Same, yeah. Uh, and but, uh, but according to this, a few good men was his first thing. Something right. called malice that I'm not familiar with was his second thing. Um, a little bit of irony, and then the American president was his third thing as a writer. Now a director, because that's what you asked. He's only directed three game, three things. Um. As of now, at least on his IMDb credit, Molly's Game he directed, 
So now mm-hmm. I'm even more intrigued to see that, to be very honest with you, because that's his debut, apparently, directing. It's it's good. It's uh, Jessica Chastain steals the fucking movie. Well, it's also about um, a poker ring, if I recall, which I'm a big fan of poker. So, like, I'd it, be curious. It, it yeah. is that. It's it's like if you took Rounders yeah. and Aaron Sorkin and, 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 and yeah. put boobs on Malkovich. <laughs> Which he kind of already does in that film because he's a little heavier in that film, so he might the man his boobies. <laughs> um, but the trial of the, the Chicago boobies. trial of the Chicago Seven, the one you were just talking about, and then mm-hmm. something that's in pre-production called Being the Ricardos. I don't so, know what the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm is looking that, at it is right that now. Like Lucy and Ricky. Actually, yes, it's the life and career. Really? Of Lu- yeah, it's the life and career of Lucille Ball. That's what it's about. Is this the one where fucking Nicole Kidman's going to play Lucille Ball? Yes, it is. And Javier Bardem's going to be Desi. Oh, that's weird casting. That's yeah. so weird casting. It's a little weird. Yeah. A little weird. I mean, not for nothing, Deborah Messing would play a better Lucille Ball. Um, But then, and then. Javier Bardem, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the only other thing on here that I'm seeing uh, that's bothering me a little bit is he is. They're doing a few good men TV movie. Ugh. That's what I say. Yeah, don't fuck with it. Just leave it alone. But you can't handle the original. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, like see, no. Let me ask you this real quick because we're getting way off topic already, and we haven't even really dove into the movie or the character. Uh, I got, I got so many. Fucking yeah, movies. and I, I got a couple I want to talk about too that I'm pretty sure not on your list. But, um, but yeah, getting back to the movie itself, the American President. I, 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 I liked. Um, first off, his Michael Douglas playing the fictitious president of Andrew Shepard. Um, big fan of, big fan of. Listen. And obviously, it's been the, the, because it's a movie and because it's completely fictitious. And, you know, it's obviously written for you to feel empathy for uh, the president, for that guy, for that character, for Shepard's character. But I got to tell you, if that guy actually existed, I'd probably vote for him. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah. I would have voted for him. Um, at the same time, Dreyfus as the antagonist, Rumson. I thought he did a great job. The not Dick Cheney, but totally Dick Cheney. But so long before Dick Cheney, because this is 90, 95. Like, I mean, Cheney was in government, but he certainly wasn't. But he wasn't the Cheney that we know Cheney. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's what yeah. I mean by that. But, like, you know, it's. I would be curious, though, what, how in real life, in, in reality, in the world that we live, if, you know, if, you know, God forbid Michelle had died when Obama was president because they're about the same age, right? That's why I'm. That's why I went Obama because I feel like him and Andrew Shepard are about the same age in in life. Sure. Um, sure. If 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 Michelle died before he was elected or right after he was elected, and and Obama started the date, forget his skin color for a minute because I feel like that would play a role. But just the the young the young attractive, well spoken president starting to date. What do you think that the how do you think the American people would have would accept that? Um see I was initially surprised of of how much everyone gave a fuck that like like the scene where she spends the night 
I was like, oh, that's always okay. huge. That's all. Anytime you see a female that's date, I mean, think about it. You know, it, like it, I'll give you a real good example of a real life thing that happened. Mona Lewinsky did stay at the White House before okay, we knew. Is- before we knew about it, though, and people were were already like, "Why is she staying at the White House?" Like, you know okay, what I mean? But the difference is, is that she was clearly a mistress. And he was married to Hillary, whereas this guy is just trying to fucking no, find some love. No, no, I agree. My point, though, is that any time a female stays at the White House, there's always that question of why immediately. And in some cases, like Monica Lewinsky, it's because she's blowing the president. And in other cases, it's because they're just guests to their friends or whatever, and they literally just stayed to stay. Do you know what I mean? Because, look, it's got to be... I would stay at the White House if I was invited, because how many times can you say I got to sleep at the White House? Probably never. You know what I mean? There's a hand, There's 46 presidents. There's probably a, like a smaller number, maybe even less than half, that can say they've spent the night at the White House and wasn't a member of the staff, a member of the immediate, the immediate family. You know what I mean, or even slightly extended family, like you know, like first cousins or some shit. Do you know what I mean, like or or another politician, like the president of France or some shit. Right, with, and they don't generally stay there either. They typically stay no. offsite. But even the vice president is staying in the White House. He's got his own mansion, which is, you know, well, there's a reason for it. There's because if someone, God forbid, bombed the White House, the vice president's not there too. So you know I, that, that they, that's they spread the, that shit out. Yeah, they, they spread that shit out for a reason, but. Yeah, anyway. I mean, as I was of the opinion that I'm like, if I, I'm, I was just more surprised. Well, not really. I was just more kind of like, you know, he's going through the proper channels. He's courting a woman properly. He's not being lecherous. He's being polite. And, you know, everyone giving a fuck that he's, you know, dating. They're like, oh, well, he's the president. He's supposed to be focusing on. On our country and the it world. It wasn't even that. Government. It was it was the fact that he had a young daughter in the same house. That was the thing Which they had a problem with. I don't understand. I mean, it, they're oh. talking about family values and everything. And I'm just like, you are a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Oh, you yeah, for sure. Know it. Yeah. Every, every single one of those Republican pundits has been like, oh, well, you know, he's not caring about his family values. It's like, yeah. How, how many mistresses have you had? How well, many- I mean, look. You're too, you're. I guarantee you're too young for this. You might have been alive for it, but I I doubt you remember. Now you may have heard about it after the fact, but I remember this happening. So there was a show called Murphy Brown. It was a political TV show. I think I talked about it because they did a reboot of it recently, and it it didn't do very well, sadly. But the original the original run was phenomenal, right? And it it was about this news anchor and whatever. And at one point, she got knocked up. Just call it what it is. She got knocked up and she was going to have the baby, you know, because she didn't believe in abortion or something. So she was going to have the baby. Dan Quayle, real life vice president, had a press conference to discuss how that part, that depiction of an unwed mother who's in a position of influence being a news reporter was devaluing family uh, American family values by having a child out of wedlock. I promise you that happened. And it was... 
we're all like, what? The guy that can't spell potato correctly is arguing about family values? Because you heard, of, you do you know about that or no? Yeah. Okay, you do yeah. know the potato thing. So, like, it, what? You well, know. These are the same fucking types of people that freaked out that friend, Fl- friend Welma Flintstone were, like, in the same fucking bed in a fucking cartoon about cavemen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that. first off, that's true. Like, the first ever couple that were ever showed to have a bed together were the Flintstones. Was it like the honeymooners? It wasn't the like, you know, it was eventually shows later started adapting it. But the first show was the Flintstones to be like, oh, these fuckers fuck. They <laughs> these get fuckers down fuck. in bedrock. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so for, for them to give, to, to, for to going back to the movie itself, you know, especially when you have, like I, I, I think if again, and this is the writing and all that kind of stuff, but the the characters betrayed to clearly give a fuck more about his daughter than anything else. Like if Lucy had said to Dad, "Hey, look, I got a problem with this," I don't know that he would have stopped, but he certainly would have like, you know, I think taken... it would have been. I think if you made that movie now, it'd be different because she would have just tweeted and been like I'm fine with it. Y'all need well, to stop yeah, voting. Yeah, exactly. Like she would cuz I remember her like giving him um advice. Remember like he's like compliment she's like compliment her shoes. Girls like that. You know what I mean? Stuff like right. that. I don't know if it's true, but either way it was a funny it was a funny line for the film and also a way to show that the daughter had like no problem with it whatsoever. It, for- for complimenting women on their shoes, it doesn't hurt to try. Let's put it that way. Right. It's better to try and be a comp- play a compliment than not at all. Um, and I liked it. I liked that fact that Michael Douglas was kind of awkward. Like he was, you know, he's yes. 50 years old. He's, he's he's the leader of the fucking you know free world. Yep. And he's like, do I gotta get her flowers? Like you know he you know he's like he's trying to woo a woman, and and ultimately it's not. They have contention between each other. Politically, as yes. well as, you know, a, a betrayal, an act of betrayal, you know, he promised her one thing and then he went and did the easy route. Yep. What would have just settled this whole fucking thing? Because everyone is like telling him, you've got to comment on this. You've got to, you know, defend yourself. Yeah, he didn't want to talk about the, the relationship. He wanted to keep the, the public eye political and Rom, Romson played by Dreyfus. What's his first name? I'm blanking on his first name. Richard. Richard Dreyfus, who, who, by the way, plays a great villain. I've only ever seen him play villains except for once, and that was in Mr. Holland's Opus. I, personally, I'm not saying he's never, I only. Yeah, but you've you've seen Jaws, so he's not a villain in that. He he felt villainous to me in that film, but maybe that's me. He was? A little bit, yeah. No, no, no. All right, well, that's me. He's the yuppie rich fuck, but, I mean, Well, that's, that's, I guess maybe that's what made him villainous to me, was being the rich. The yuppie rich fuck. I, think, I, don't I like know. how you find him more villainous than the fucking shark. It's a shark. Sharks just being its na- its nature, natural thing to just uh, yeah. Right. Anyway, um, um, and we will talk about Dreyfus as a fucking political villain later. We, we will. Oh, I will. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, if if see the problem is is that if he had just come forward and made a statement saying, "Listen, it's hard running a country." I'm lonely. You've got to give me credit. I'm not displeasing. I'm not uh, uh, disavowing my fucking family. My daughter's all for this. But, you know, I need some comfort. He's like, you know, being the president is more or less a thankless job. 
Uh, and you get blamed not for more or less. Money. It is a thankless job. I mean, look, when, when someone like Trump fucking does it, he should not be thanked. You know, he, he you know, but like Andrew Shepard was clearly trying and he had good intentions and he had good motives. And I figure, you know, him falling in love is not a bad thing. Uh, but look, we, we've talked about the fucking Shepard administration for 30 minutes. Let's. Well, I, let's, just, uh, just, to, just to finish it off, though, you talk about his not reacting to it or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. He should have probably. But what I liked. Uh, there, there would be no film. Not only would it be no film, but you don't get that wonderful speech at the end when he interrupts the press conference and he goes in there and he delivers this speech where he basically tears Rumps in a brand new one without saying one real negative word the entire time. You know, I mean, there's one little chunk where he's like, you you know, all he wants to do is make you afraid of it. But outside of that, it's it's factual. It was just well done. And going back, that goes back to Sorkin's writing, you know, so... I, Steph made a point. She's like, I wish that there was more of a a uh, punishment for Rumson's character. Like, that he should have, you know, he should have had egg in his face. He should have had, like, like, like uh, Langella in uh, Dave. You know, he yeah. fucking got yeah. outed as, as a conspirator and as a liar and as a cheat and blah, 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 blah. That there should have been, you know, a punishment of some sort. Because if he is the villain, the villain has to fucking lose. And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't always happen in politics. And this is a political film. So what happens to an evil Republican or an evil politician or an evil Democrat? They get reelected. Like, there's, you know, that's just what happens. You know what? Unless there's something not right here, and it might be, that was his, that was Michael J. Fox's last movie on screen. He's done voice work, and he's had these little tidbits and other stuff, and he's been on a couple shows since. But be, you know, obviously because of the Parkinson's, that was his last like major meaty movie role. And he almost didn't get it because, in the middle of like meeting Reiner and everybody, he like his his finger was twitching like crazy, mm. and he had to take a bunch of medication before his meeting. And there's a lot of parts where he just has his hand in his pocket. Well, he was doing that even on that show Spin City that he was doing around the right. same time because of the same reasons. And he did that show for another five years. So, like, that, you know, it had just started for him. But I, it was his last real big, like, move, meaty movie role that I'm seeing. So, And it's and it's a good role to end on, so yeah. to speak. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really... And again, you see layers of that type of character in the West Wing. I mean, more or less replaced by like Rob Lowe, which okay. for the show West Wing, Rob Lowe is the weirdest cast member of that show. For is me. he? Because Rob, okay. yeah, because he's like the first build, but it's not really about him. It's, it's about, about it's about the staff, and it's about Martin Sheen to it, or yeah, to a, to a lesser degree. It, he Martin Sheen is more of a. I mean, originally they were not going to have the president featured. It was just going to be the staff the whole way through. Just yeah. going to be the staff, and and then they were like, "Well, fuck, that's stupid. You but can't it, have a show just constantly have the president like, like, oh, here comes Mr. President, have the you know fade to black created by Aaron Sorkin. Like, you can't do that every fucking episode. Eventually, yeah. the audience is going to really want it. But by the way, and one last quick point about the American president, I do love how 
there's that scene when he wants to call it the flower shop and the staff's like, I can do it. And he's no, I want to make the call myself. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> just correct me. I'm like, um, that's, 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 that's prevalent in the West Wing. That, that's a very common thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, because Martin, Martin Sheen's character is like, oh, you mean like, I thought you meant the real West Wing, not the show. Yeah. No, no, no. The show, uh, um, president Bartlett wants to fucking like go out and do shit. And like, in order to like have like a game of basketball with his staff, he has have to have like, you know, a fucking secret service, like ring around him. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, which I, which I believe Obama was big about too. Like he would play basketball when he was in the White House, and he was like, "Give me a chance to just kind of chill out." And like they did vet the people that were coming, but there were still people that you know. Well, you I know. think they actually built a, a basketball. They court. did, but I'm saying instead of but to your point of it, not just him by himself with like a, a you know line of Secret Service around the court. Anyway, let's move right. right on to Dave since you brought that up. Anyway, I think that's a good way to go since we're staying fictitious and you brought it up. Um. There's not a whole lot to say. I'd be curious to see, um, look. First off, the use of, in, for lack of a better phrase, imposters or or lookalikes in in doubles lookalikes in in real life politics. I'm pretty certain happens. It's never been talked about. There's never been confirmation of it, but I'm pretty certain it happens. You know, I I'm pretty sure that there's been one for Melania. Uh, well, I mean, considering... Uh, Did you she, see that? Did, I mean, I'm not... She, like, she's like Snoke, dude. Theory. They just have her in a tube, and they just crack open a new one every so often. <laughs> that's all That's all that is. That's, you know... That's that. That's not a great example. Um, no, that was a perfect example. No, no, I'm oh, saying of, of the of the, in pot, the lookalikes, because that's, that's different. Um, but... <laughs> It, it wasn't a real clone because definitely this was not the same woman. Yeah, so you looked at your like that's not that's not Melania. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, who knows? Um, look, if I if, I if I if I you really want me to go deep with this, they took they took an egg out of Ivanka, they took sperm out of Trump, they put it together, they did that that advanced cloning shit they do over in. Uh, uh, from Attack of the Clones, that fucking planet, they did that shit and grew... Camino, yeah, they, they did the Caminos, did their aging shit, and that's how you got Melania. You want my answer? That's how you get her. So you're saying Melania is the product of father-daughter incest and accelerated cloning yes. by aliens? <laughs> well, I don't know about the aliens, but the cloning, yes. They, 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 they use the I, same I, principle, yes. I mean, I would believe it. Like, okay, uh, that's the most far-fetched fucking thing. I mean, it. I mean, it. It is has more credibility than her speaking multiple languages. <sighs> yeah. Um. Anyway, but but getting back I, to Dave, like I, I, I went vicious there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I for think, someone who's like, I'm not. I I try to be as apolitical as possible. You fucking pulled out the big guns just now. Oh, listen. Just because I try to stay apolitical doesn't mean I don't ha- on this show doesn't mean I don't have my own thoughts and opinions about yeah but i'm i'm half expecting you to be like yeah i'm gonna take all this out <laughs> no you know what this is this is the one-off that we get you know what i mean and then we go right back to our normal stance and even then we're not pushing our particular agendas you know what i mean like this is not about this is about that human being and the human being that, that she's married to to being a terrible human being it has nothing to do with Agenda. This is just yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Um. Anyway, but no. She. So, getting back to the movie, though, I, I do think the use of doubles is done. 
Um, hopefully not so that the president could actually be all fucking one of his secretaries. But, you know, I mean, it's possible. Sure. You know. Um, Which, what a fucking, I mean, that's that's a great way of introducing an unlikable president. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because Dave has to be likable because he's our hero. And he, to to have him double and be a better version, essentially. Of himself. Yeah. Is pretty is a is a good way. And I think that's actually based on like a real not a president, but there was someone who died in the midst of a heart attack in the midst of fucking. Uh and then they had to like I'm sure that's happened more than a few times. But for a cover up and they admitted it later is is something like different. I, so the president just for just for to, to stay consistent, the president was Bill Mitchell. Um, that's who the actual president was who dies, and then uh, also played by by Kevin Klein, and then and then Kevin also plays Dave, who ends up assuming the the role of Bill Mitchell. What's his name, Dave Kovic or something? Yeah, it's exactly it. Yep, yeah. Um, um, which, by the way, Franklin Jella and and uh, Kevin Dunn as the I think it's a, again chief of staff and secretary of. State, I believe, or no, I speaker. Remember. I think he's a speaker of the house because he said he's third in line. So, ah. so that would okay. make him the speaker of the house. Um, pulling this off <laughs> the way that they did is crazy. What? See, here's the interesting thing about this th- today's topic because we well, there are movies that uh, and shows that directly influence each other, sure. like. Martin Sheen being in The American President and then being the president in The West Wing. We talked about uh, Dreyfus in in The American President. Dreyfus went on to play Dick Cheney in the movie W. Oh, okay. See, I didn't see that. That's what what I'm saying. He was like a villainous fucking political fuck. I wanted to see the one. You know what I wanted to see? And I, I, I just ran out of time is I wanted to see Cheney. Which technically isn't a presidential Vice. film, or oh Vice, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought it was called Cheney. Maybe it is Vice. I don't know. It was anyway. called Vice. I I couldn't find it. I, I I tried to look for it, and I was like, I don't want to spend. I, I think it's on, I think it's on the Plex server. Is it? Oh, yeah. I should have checked that. I didn't, um, I didn't look. I, uh, I by the way, speaking of three nine nine, I did pay that to watch Lincoln. I I wanted to see it that badly. So, um, which we'll talk about, but but going off on that, you get. Frank Langella is in Dave, and then he plays Nixon. Well, which in front, which I which I saw, and we will get to because that was I, I saw too. Yeah, um, and then also I think Ving Rhames' first movie as as the Secret Service agent between oh between, and Dave. Oh, I, I yeah. was like, where the fuck was he in Frost Nixon? No, no, I, no I, Dave. Going back to getting back to the film we're talking about. Yeah, I don't think wait, Ving Rhames in. Dave? No, yes. because he was yes. in Pulp Fiction. He's also oh, well. I mean, it might, that might be before Dave. That that I'll give you. But I'm saying, oh, you're saying that Pulp Fiction might be before Dave. I'll give you that. that yeah, might because be. you said first movie, and I'm like, no, he was like because Pulp Fiction has got to be before Dave. I am checking as we speak. Uh, no, n- no. Really? Uh, hold on, just checking. Yeah, year before Dave is year before Pulp. So maybe they might have he might have shot Pulp first, but he Dave came out first. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, wow, I didn't realize Dave was that early. Ninety three. Um, 
Okay. Um, I like the chemistry. I like I like uh, uh, yeah. Kevin Klein. I like that he was a. It's weird seeing Bean Reams with hair, though. I do have to admit that that's a little weird because I'd rather. Uh, is, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I like the fact that he was a citizen. I like the fact that he was a citizen who's like not was never a senator, was never like a general. Was just like, well, we have if we have to fucking help the people, then who better than like, you know, someone who's a social worker. Yeah, I don't think that's what they were thinking, though. Honestly, I hate to say that. That's not what they were. No, no, no. They they weren't. But I'm saying in a in a in a best case scenario, it, it, we Dave could have been easily a fucking prison guard. Sure. You know who? Sure. You know, or he could have been. He could have been a, a fucking general. He could. I mean, he can't be too high profile. You know, he can't be an actor. No, but you can also you can also fault Dave a little bit. I think in in that he. He started to kind of enjoy it a little bit, like the pomp and circumstance. And, and for a while there, he's enjoying the pomp and circumstance. Like you see, there's a there's a montage of him doing things, like when he goes to the plant and he's got the robotic arms and he's doing Louie, Louie, and he, I caught a fish this big. And then there's the, yeah. you know, where he's pitching out, he's throwing out the first pitch at an Orioles game because back then the Washington Nationals didn't exist yet, you know, so like he's, that's the president used to throw out the first pitch at the first game of the Orioles up in Baltimore every year and so he's there and he goes, normally to throw the first pitch is kind of like a toss, it's not really like a pitch pitch and he tells the catcher to get down and throws like a real pitch, you know, stuff like that um, you know, so he's he's getting caught up in some of that pomp and circumstance a little bit and then, yeah. and then you see that change when he goes to the homeless shelter with the first lady, who who Sigourney Weaver killed it as the first she lady. Was great. She was she fantastic. Was so um, he goes to that, and then and then my favorite scene in the entire film happens not immediately, but after as a result of that, where um. Because Langella's character goes in and forges the president's signature and, like, vetoes this bill that's going to wipe away the homeless shelter. And he finds – Dave finds a way to save the homeless shelter and sits down with his cabinet in front of Langella's character and can't stop him. Yeah. And and finds a way to cut 640-some-odd million dollars from the federal budget – the federal – the budget so they can save the the homeless shelters. It's it's such a great scene. It's 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 the best scene in the whole film, and there's a lot of great scenes, but it is the best scene in the entire film. I think there need to be, like, as I was watching Dave, I'm like, okay, this is funny, this is good, it's heartfelt, it's sentimental, it's got a good message, but I felt like there could have been so many other jokes that they just decided to either not put in that were so obvious to me. Like, she catches him in the shower, right? Yep. She walks in, and he's taking a shower, and then she quickly does a the glance down. Mm. There should have she should have been like, "You are definitely not my husband." Well, see, he mentions that later though, because he asks her, "When did you realize I wasn't him?" And she goes, "When you looked at me in the limo, because like he, he looked at her leg or something." Right. And he immediately re- retorts with, "Oh, I would have figured it was when 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 we were in the, when I was in the shower." Like he mentions that. But, and that should be a because either he's got the exact same penis. Well, as, pres- as I Mitchell. mean, considering he's basically his twin, presumably he does. Well, he's not his twin. He's just a he's just a little. No, I mean, it's it's. I mean, he's not biologically he's not, his twin, but fuck. I mean, come that, on. That's what I'm saying. And I'm and like, really, how much different? 
I mean, penises don't look that different. Something with it, like yeah, she could have been like, I know you're not my husband because when did he grow a foreskin or something? You know what I'm saying? That, like that, my husband's circumcised, you are not. I I I liked it better. I actually like it the way they handled it personally. So I I don't know. So they, they they played it safe. I would if I would have done it, I would have. If you're going to introduce the Oh my god, I'm naked scene, then you can have some fun with it. It's just it's just my whole take. On yeah, yeah, yeah. I but got I, you. I think Frank, Frank Langella especially was absolutely one of the like if if Kevin Klein is the scene stealer, Langella is the best setter upper. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes it is. Yeah. Like he he sets up the scene in such a great foil kind of way where you need Kevin Klein to be great. Yeah, and you also uh, need Kevin Dunn to be that moderator. Like you need Kevin you, Dunn was good. He was too. really good. I actually like him quite a bit. Like I feel like he's a little underrated sometimes. He's in a bunch of stuff, but he's very underrated. I think you know. I agree. Yeah, I, I've always liked him. Um, and then, and the, the, to me, the big surprise of the film, and I use that term loosely because there's not meant to be a lot of surprises, was Ben Kingsley being the vice president. I was more surprised that Ben Kingsley showed up like i didn't i guess i missed it in the opening credits but like when he did show up i was i was definitely surprised um yeah but even if he was in the opening credits it probably didn't say ben kingsley as you know it probably would just had his name i I think it did but no typically at least in my experience and enrico you watch a lot more shit than i do but the open because when they run the credits in the beginning where they flash the names they don't typically say who's playing what character it just has their name so i'm sure kingsley's name was there but it didn't say as vice president nance or whatever it just you know i my my point is i don't think i I register that he was in the film at all oh well sure no no i get that but i'm just saying even if you had caught it i don't know that you would have known that he would have been the vice president is all i'm getting at and I have to say this, and I'm not trying to at all sound um, narrow-minded, right? But I would have been very surprised, based on who the character Bill Mitchell is, to have chosen someone who looks like Kingsley to be his VP, because it, it just doesn't seem like he would go for someone who is uh, not full-on white, so to speak, because Kingsley's definitely got some stuff in him. I mean, he's ha- he, in real life, he's half Indian. Okay. Which is why he did um, a great job playing um, Gandhi back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And he also has has played a lot of uh, Jews. Yeah. But, and that, and I'm saying all this because that is important to acknowledge because he becomes the, essentially, in that in that world, the first Jewish president. Because I'm pretty sure his character is Jewish. Uh, if he is, they don't say it, so I I can't say. But yeah, and there's a there's another movie that's on my list that I I will bring up that does kind of touch on that. But I'm I'm saying it's not like it's the big deal, but it is kind of a big deal. And, and as no, such, y- it's a big deal to have the first black president, the first woman president, the first whatever the fuck. Trump well, was. and also also no, really, you're not no, you're not wrong. Despite what you think about religion, I, and I'd have to double check this, but. The bulk of our presidents have been Lutherans, I believe. Like, like I Protestant Lutheran. No, Protestant. That's it. Protestant. That's it. It's Protestant. I'm pretty sure. And I want to say it's like 44 of the 46 or something like that, or 43, because no, because it's it's 43 at least. And I know this for a fact because Nixon was a Quaker, Mm -hmm. 
and Kennedy was a Catholic, mm-hmm. and now Biden. As, as is Biden. That's I was just gonna say, and now Biden being the the other, the only other Catholic that we've ever had in 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 the White House. W was born again Christian, which is okay, not the same thing. So right, so okay, maybe forty two of them have been Protestant, but anyway, the point the point being is the bulk of them have been one by by no design have been one religion for the most part and then you have these couple outliers at least at least of a christian faith but i mean like and that's just publicly because there there are historians who would probably question the validity of of certain presidents especially early in the day like the founding fathers mm. whether they were truly religious or if they just happen to know that be running as an atheist is you're not going to get as many votes, especially or even yeah, nation. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, if, if you're ever interested in looking looking into that, Rico, and I don't know that you care enough, but there's a there's a historian on presidents specifically that I trust above all else, and his name is David Meacham. So if you if you really want to like, if you're curious about that, look, follow him, see what you, what he's found, because he'll he'll know. Um, well, I've. I've done some of that research. I mean, it, we're, sure. we're, we're going into a whole other thing, but like Donald Trump uh, claims to be religious, but he's also been on Sorry. the record of saying that he, he's an atheist. So that's my point. Mm. Like, I, I'm kind of disappointed. He, that, also, oh, we have he a, was also a, a diehard Democrat until Obama took office. So what's that tell you? You know what I mean? Well, he, I mean, he's, no, he's he 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 heavily donated to multiple Democratic campaigns until Obama took office. I, which goes to the point that he's just more of a racist than he is a political person. Oh, absolutely, but anyway, that's that's anyway. yeah, that's a, that's a whole different conversation. Um, so to to have Ben Kingsley, like it just it just seemed more out of left field that Bill Mitchell chose him as a VP. Yeah, you, you know, he's just not Anglo-Saxon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, sure. But then sure. That, that works in the favor that it's like Dave, who could probably appreciate, be like, well, obviously he's got to be president because he is, he came from, you know, hardworking, you know, uh, blue collared. Well, it's, and it's not, I mean, look, I'll go to a modern current example. Listen, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden did not get along prior to this, they didn't. Mm-hmm. that's that's well documented i'm not just giving yeah. my opinion it's well documented they they oh, battled right. quite a bit and he he picked her because he saw the writing on the wall it's a woman mm-hmm. of multiple ethnicities mm-hmm. that that was a trifecta of a good idea and then to his credit and her credit too they got to know each other because they don't think they really yeah. knew each other prior to running together, right? They ran mm-hmm. against each other. They'd they'd served together in the Senate, but I don't think they really knew each like personally knew each other. They've gotten to know each other, and while they may not be friends, I don't know that they are. Or they aren't. I can't say. I think they have a healthy respect for one another that may not have existed prior. And so I think while he might have initially picked her for the three reasons I just listed, I think he now also believes she was a good choice. And that's just, um, yeah. And I, mean, I would, I would argue the point of all that, bringing that up, is that I would argue that Bill Mitchell, while probably a pretty terrible human being, because we really don't get a whole lot of time with him, but the little bit we do know about him is he's pretty terrible. Saw sure. that picking someone like 
Ben Kingsley's character, you know, Nance, would be the right way to go to help him get the to win the election, regardless of whether or not they actually they don't. There's a line that he the, the vice president delivers at one point when they're talking when he thinks well he never knows the truth. So when he thinks he's talking to to the president, where he goes, look, I know we've not. We've almost never agreed politically, but I've always supported you. I've always backed what you've asked me to back, you know. Right. I probably have the line wrong, but the the vibe is right, you know. And yeah, yeah. You know, I, so I think I think it actually makes sense for him to pick someone like that for those reasons, you know. Yeah, I just I've always kind of I, maybe it's narrow minded me, but I've always kind of viewed the whole like I would assume that the president would choose someone as his VP to be someone he's close to. You know mm. what I'm saying? Choosing and, and that's not how it works because no. choosing and, a vice president is about winning elections. You, you, right. I mean, I, I'll give you a flip side answer to that. And I'm, it's going to sound like I'm just poking fun and making fun, but look, and I know you're one of the biggest John McCain fan. And I certainly had my problems with some of his policies. I liked him a little more as a person than I feel like you did. Not that you didn't respect him, but from, just liking him who he was. Um, when he picked Sarah Palin to be his running mate, no, but he was ahead in most polls. He was beating Obama until he made that choice and it sunk him. And then, and it didn't sink him immediately, but it, people were like, hmm, about him picking a woman because the Republicans are god awful. And then on top of that, or at least a lot of them are. And then on top of that, she started talking and <laughs> that made it worse. But I, I think it wasn't so much as, as that she was a woman. I mean, if they found, if the Republicans found a, and they found a Kamala a, Harris level woman, it probably would have worked yes. better for sure. Yeah. But you're right. As soon as she fucking started talking about, Oh yeah, we see, you know, we see Russia from our backyard. It's just like, Jesus, shut up. <laughs> Even and, McCain, like there's a, there's a TV movie, not a TV movie. Uh, it's TV movie, but it went to HBO. So it's not like TV, TV. If you know oh, what I'm Julianne saying. Moore, you're going to Julianne Moore. Movie? No, 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 no. I don't think it's Julianne Moore. Is it the one with, um, Woody Harrelson as, as the, um, could see playing Steve Schmidt, McCain's political advisor. I don't know. Is it called Game Change or something? I'd have. To, I'm gonna have to look now because I'm. I don't I'm pretty know, sure Julianne but... Moore played Sarah Palin at one point. Oh, so I know she did, but I don't think we're. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Okay. That's all. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll look now because I'm curious. But finish what you were saying while I do. Well, I was. I was gonna say, you know, Sarah Palin did enough damage, but I would also argue that, and I have no problem with this whatsoever. But I have to say, uh, SNL. Saturday oh. Night Live. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, contributed yeah. to like because Tina Fey was doing a spot on impression, and she and sometimes they would like change, like they would add dialogue and make it kind of sound wacky. She was but more, were, she was more likable than Palin herself was. You know, you're right, and there's also the fact that like a lot of people were really kind of like because Sarah Palin especially for a politician, is very attractive. Like, oh, very attractive. Actually, I thought Julianne Moore looked better. But yeah, sure. You're, you're missing the point. Julianne Moore is an actress. She's supposed to fucking be attractive. Whereas <clears throat> Sarah Palin I know, there's is some fucking... Una, there's some unattractive actors. I won't name names, but... I it. agree, but like, <laughs> Sarah Palin is... The, and I'm not saying that like, Joe Biden wasn't classically handsome, or isn't classically handsome, but I'm sure. saying like, 
you know, most, I mean, like, we got very lucky that Obama happened to be good looking. And, but the fact that, like, you know, she's curvy and she, I mean, I, I can't imagine what the Republicans were fucking thinking when, like, McCain announced it. They're just like, she's hot. She says our shit. She's kind of crazy. What the fuck do we do with her? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you I mean, were right though. It, it it it's it's game change, not game changer, not the nitpick, but that's the name okay. of the film. But it is the one with Julianne Moore. I listen. You know, I don't always know actors, so I didn't realize that was her when you brought it up by name. But I, I, I've seen clips of it. She does a she did a great job. My 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 apologies though to Ed Harris because he's the one who plays McCain, and Ed Harris is just awesome. I've always had a huge been a huge fan of Ed Harris. So you know the in- the inside the the running inside joke between me and Steph. No, she fucking could for every she loves Ed Harris, too, but she cannot fucking remember his name. So she was trying to, like, tell me she was trying to describe who the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. It's like something Harrison. And I'm like, I don't know. Red Harrison. And she's, I'm like, Red Harrison. What the <laughs> well, fuck are you talking about? Kind of so, close. She's kind of close. And then but now, like, every single time, like, I watch, like. The Abyss or National Treasure or, or, or something with Ed Harris. I'm like, baby, look, it's Fred Harrison. And she's probably like, fuck, she probably just throws up the finger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But she did that on our Get Vocal. She wrote in the chat, like, Red Harrison. We were talking about where the fuck we were talking about the other day. And and she wrote in the chat, Red Harrison. As a joke or because she was wrong again? Oh, okay, okay. I was just kidding. No, I'm, just kidding. I, I'm not in on the joke, so I have to ask. Um, um, but, yeah, no, that that's... Yeah, but I mean, like, I, 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 to all that, I think that's why, that's why he picked, you know, the the Bill Mitchell character picked who he did anyway. But for, that's a long way around that, <laughs> right? But that leads me to this other film uh, called, I think it's called either Deterrent or Deterrence. Okay, and it's it's Kevin Pollock, right? Oh, I like Kevin Pollock character. Yeah, I, you need to see this. This is really underrated because it's him doing. It's him headlining a fucking movie, which you don't see. No, he's usually and, like a secondary character. Yeah, he's always the you know the the background funny guy or the the background you know he's he's supporting character. He's the, he's the friend. He's you know he's like a few good men. He's always the guy who's like making Tom Cruise look better. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? right, right, right. Yeah. Um, is that is that way in the usual suspects too? If I've I've never seen it, but I've been told that that's the same thing. He he's more uh, sinister and kind of a. No, but he's, he's that side. Big. He's that side character. Whether it's bad or good, he's that one that helps like he, elevate. Yeah, the, he, he, yeah, he's not Kevin Spacey. He's not Gabriel Byrne, but he's definitely like he's part of the group. That's all, um, man. Yeah, yeah. But in this particular film, he is a uh, he's the new president, and he gets he and his uh, uh, his staff and his VP get stuck in a storm in like the middle of Colorado, like a blizzard. Hmm. And there's no way of getting them out. So he's for he and his fucking you know crew or and everybody, uh, his staff are forced to be in a stay uh, in a diner. So they're with like patrons and like the cook and the owner and the waitress. And in the middle of this fucking blizzard, uh, either Saddam or Saddam's son, I can't remember, invades another country like Turkey or some shit. And he is forced to fucking try and prevent a nuclear potential world war in the middle of fucking blizzard in the middle of fucking diner. And now that already is like, that's fucking crazy. That's a good idea. 
blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, shit happens. And shit happens in politics all the time. Sure. They just, you know, and weather, weather does not give a fuck. This was one of those perfect storm kind of scenarios where it's like, hey, we thought we understood what, what it was going to be. And then nature just said, fuck you. I got my own idea. Right. But part of the interesting thing, again, going to the Dave Jewish, you know, VP thing is that he's clearly Jewish, but yeah. they never explicitly say that his that he's Jewish. But that's integral because at one point he gets in a fucking debate with Sean Astin. Sean Astin plays a fucking fucking Samwise plays like a, a good old boy hillbilly in the diner. I've seen I've seen him play that role a few times actually, so that doesn't sit on me. And and he's good at it. He's yeah. good at being like the supportive best friend and also the douchebag. But like he uh he does this great scene where he like he's really trying to like make his point but as he's giving off his little speech he keeps dipping into his like working class bigotry like he's instead mm. of saying homosexuals he's saying queers instead of black people and mexicans he's saying the racial slurs right 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 and kevin paul could just stand there like nodding and then he says, I'll make you a deal. You don't ever have to pay taxes again if you Shut never say anything up. again while I'm in here. <laughs> like, you should check that flick out because we both like Kevin Pollock. But this is like this falls in that political uh, weirdness where it's like it's a fictional president, but like he does come off presidential. And that's sort of a lot of these movies that like fictional presidents that I'm looking through, like I listed Mars attacks. I watched Mars attacks, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago and I've never seen that one. Be like, you've never seen Mars attacks. No. Mars attacks is like, if you took independence day and, if, and then just made it as like gross out humor with a Tim Burton twist to it. You know that you bring up a good point. We, we that that's another one we I don't think we either of us thought of is, is, Bill Pullman, or oh, maybe you have it on your look. Hey, I didn't think of it. Yeah, yeah, he. That might be probably the best, or maybe top two at least, fictional president that I've seen. He's 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 definitely up there. He definitely has one of the best fictional presidential speeches. Let's oh, without way. question. But but I also because I, I when I say top two for me, it's probably him and Andrew Shepard. Mm, I would put. Uh, Air, Harrison Ford, Red well, Harrison that, Ford. Yeah, there, there's your top three. Like I'm fine with that. That's that's not. I can't argue against that. Oh, that's that's a that's a nice little top three of fictional presidents. Is right there. Those three guys. Like those. You know. But I would. I don't. I don't know if I would have Michael. I mean, I like Michael Douglas's performance as the president. But I would probably, in terms of fictional presidents, I would probably have to go uh, Martin Sheen. Well, in, in, uh, in, if we're if we're doing fictional presence all, of all like just overall, I would have him over Michael Douglas. It's nothing okay. against Michael Douglas. I just think we see. But if you were, if, if you had to stick to film, because if I had he, to stick to film, then then I would probably go back to Michael Douglas. Okay, because I I think with and we talk about this all the time. So it's not even about the about our argument or discussion today is. With a show, you have much more time to flush out the character. You know what I mean? Whereas with a movie, you get two, two and a half hours to really, you know, meet the character, get to know the character, and then and then you're done. So, you know, but I I will I will say this again. He's not a main character. He is a he's a character, 
but it's not like every episode is all about the present. No, 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 they, I get they, that, but... They, give, they, they pepper him enough where it's like, it's not like you see him fleshed out in every episode. Like, but you, you see him fleshed out. Know. Over the course of the series, you see him more fleshed out than, than you would a two-hour movie. I would assume so. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, if we could, because I want, I know we want to get to some of these real ones too. And we've already been talking for over an hour, so I want to, I want to, but I want to rattle off a few, few fictional ones that I don't feel like need a whole lot of talking, but maybe just deserve some mention. Um, one of them being Jack Neal, actually, uh, the president from Murder at Sixteen Hundred, the Wesley Snipes movie. I don't know that one. That's a really good movie. If you've not seen that, uh, Wesley Snipes, the president's son, is framed for murder in the uh, murder that happens in the White House. Okay. And Wesley Snipes plays the detective that ultimately sort sorts it out. And actually, Kevin Pollock's in that one too. Um, who plays the president? Do they show the president? Oh no, it's not Kevin Pollock. I'll get back to you on who it is. Yes, it is. Um, the president is played by Ronnie Cox. And oh, you, you, okay. Yeah. Um, he's not in Ronnie every Cox scene. Of, Ronnie Cox of Beverly Hills uh, Cop? Ronnie Cox? Uh, I will check because I'm not as I know his face, but I'm not ve- as familiar with his. He's in Total Recall. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, Total Recall, RoboCop, Deliverance. He's in all he, these. He, he he looks like, he looks presidential. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. He, so he plays, he plays the president in that film. Um, and it's, it's not Kevin Pollock. It's uh, Dennis Miller. Is the guy's partner is Wesley ah. is Wesley Snipes' partner, which, despite what you might think of his political beliefs, he does a really good job in the film. He's it's really it's really fun. He's a he's a good character in the film. And then you also have um, Superman's mom, Diane Lane, is a Secret Service agent in the film. Wow, that's weird. I would have put I would have pegged her as the first lady. She she looks like she should have been a, like the first lady in a film at one point. Yeah, I think. If I'm reading this right, Diane Baker's the first lady. Hmm. Okay. Um, but good movie. It's not about the president, but he's peppered throughout. It's actually more it's, about, you know, it's a political mystery. It is, and and he makes enough appearances that it it's worth bringing him up. It's not like a one scene thing, but he's certainly not the main focus either. Okay. Right. Um, I do recommend that one. I think I think you and Steph would both enjoy that one. I know Steph would probably pick it apart because. She's good Give at me that. The title one more time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it down. Sure. What's the title? Murder at sixteen hundred. Murder at sixteen hundred. It's also from nineteen ninety seven. So okay, it's a it's an older film, oh. but it's it's worth a watch. Apparently, just at a glance here, it's available for rent on Amazon for a dollar ninety nine. But you and I might have access to it in other places, so I will get back to you well. on that. But. I um, we we rented a couple movies from Video Room, so I'll I'll fucking. Did you really? Go yeah, I, I would. She did. Oh, okay. I would have never gave that guy my my business again I, if I were I, you. But that's, that's why I sent her in, <laughs> and I, I flat out said, if he charges you, walk the fuck out. Oh, oh, oh! So you got him for free, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um. Well, that's different oh, then. There, there well, was no. another movie. Go ahead. What? No, I was just gonna keep rattling off quick ones so we could get it done. But if well, I want to tell you about the 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 other one that Steph uh, made me watch. That oh, I was with, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So Seven Days in May, it does feature a fictional president. But here's the thing that it's not explicitly states: it's in a near future. So it's it's like filmed in like 1960 or something, or 63. But it's clearly they throw in like futuristic shit. Mm. Like throughout the film, there are characters that are doing what we're doing, like talking through a uh, a video video chat. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
on like a TV and they have like a little fucking old school microphone and they're talking. And I'm like, this doesn't, I was like looking at like stuff. I'm like, this didn't exist. Like, this is not a thing. I don't give a fuck how powerful the president was. Like, you right. didn't have this. But ultimately what it is, first off, I have got to tell you, it is a very slow burn of a film. Like the first 30 minutes, I'm like, fuck, is something going to happen? Hmm. And and then shit fucking happens. But you've got to, it's one of those movies you've got to pay attention. You can't like have it play in the background. And it's Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster. And Burt Lancaster plays like a, a general who slowly is like amassing essentially an, ar- an army to overthrow the government. He's, he's doing a coup. Mm. And Kirk Douglas, through just like weird coincidences, finds out about it. And then reports it to the president and he and like the president, and like the, you know, small members of the chief of staff are going out to try and solve this mystery and prevent a possibility of, of a government overthrow. I mean, it, it's um, it's directed by John Frankenheimer, who was very good. I mean, I would almost call him like a precursor to Oliver Stone. OK, like, very good at making political suspenseful films. Not to mention Manchurian Candidate. I mean, I mean the original. Like the remake is fine with Denzel, but like sure, the sure. original with Lawrence Harvey and Frank Sinatra and Angela Lansbury is even if I wasn't a Sinatra fan, no one can watch this film and be like, "That's a that's a bad film." Like it's really good for a political fucking suspenseful brainwashy thriller. It's fucking amazing. And so Seven Days in May and Manchurian Candidate, I would recommend. If you want a good old school political thriller, I would recommend both of those. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the was a Manchurian Candidate. I saw the remake. Yeah. I saw that one. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't see the original, like old school one, but it it it's fine. Denzel does a good job. Leo Schreiber does a good job. But you, first off, Angela Lansbury is absolutely fucking devious. And you, you, you'll never watch Murder She Wrote the fucking same way. <laughs> I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I believe like, you. I just like how you put so it. So fucking. It's it's like I don't I don't know it's I don't know how to describe it. it she's fucking terrifying. So I I recommend um, I recommend the, at least the original. You should. You, it was I believe on uh, maybe it was on HBO or Netflix or something. I don't know. I was looking if you for. Got a, I've been looking for Murder sixteen hundred for you, but I can't find that anywhere. So it might be something you ultimately I'll have see, to. I'll see if it's at uh, video room. Um, the other, the other one, the other one I want to. Go ahead. The only reason I brought up Mars Attacks earlier is because I was surprised that Nicholson has only played the president once in his entire career, and it was just in Mars Attacks. Hmm. You would think he would have at one point played a president or a fictional president. More than once, and more than just, hey, this fucking weird Tim Burton alien film. Right, right, yeah, that is that is weird. And he's not good. Like he looks like the he fits the role, but like as the president himself, you're like, God, you're a moron. Yeah, well, Holy I fuck. mean, we've said that. And, yeah. Um. Listen, and 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 before I say the next one, I was gonna say I do want to stress to the audience: there's a bunch of fictional presidents I know we're skipping over. Some good, some bad. Some some from really good movies where the president was bad, but the movie was good. I can like, for example, the Escape from Sound series comes to mind. 
president's pretty shitty in both of those, but the movies are good, you know, like stuff like that. So, um, but one that jumps out at me that I've always enjoyed, and I'm not saying it's necessarily a good president, but it's it's memorable to me. So I think that's why it stands out. And it and considering we just lost the actor last year, um, or maybe even early this year, it doesn't matter. But uh, Tony Lister as President Lindbergh in The Fifth Element is oh, that was that was like three months ago. Yeah, it was it was recent. I know I just couldn't remember if it was yeah. twenty pre or post New Year, but um, but yeah, President Lindbergh in that film, you know, he's a bit I of mean, a moron, but he's fun, you know. I mean, definitely memorable, but not for like great reasons. You know what I mean? It's just more surprising reasons. Yeah, I mean, he's and he's very direct. Like, there's a lot. The the thing that thing I think makes him memorable is the way the movie's cut, where there's a lot of back to the president, like observing what's happening off in Floss and Paradise and all these other places, you know. And you know, like when they when they say like, "I wonder where he learned how to do that," and he goes, "I wonder," and he's looking at his like generals, like "fuck you," you know what I mean? Or when he like squashes the bug and the guy, it's actually a listening device. And we went over all that during the commentary, but. You know, I, I was more, I mean, he's direct in the sense of like someone's like wants to talk to him. He's like, you have 30 seconds. Right. Like we need, we need 10 minutes. You have 30 seconds. Yeah. Like at the end of the film there or whatever, you know, so. I mean, it's also, it is a, like it, he, he would be the most random unpresidential choice. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And but it's not it, me saying like. A big buff black guy can't be president. No, just that per, that particular big buff black guy shouldn't be president. Yeah, like the motherfucker from Friday. Really? That's so. I mean, like I gotta give credit to Luke Besson. Like he went far out of left field. Yeah, but you would expect more of a Michael Clark Duncan style guy to be president. You know, if you're gonna the big, if you're going for the big buff black guy, I'm saying like you know, it's not even that. It's just like it's you don't see. Like this, that movie was like '97. There was not that many fictional uh, portrayals of having a uh, a black man as a president. No, I think and, the only other one after that that I can think of is there was a there was a run in that show '24 where it was a a black president. I can't remember who who played him right off the top of my head, but yeah. I don't remember. But there was also, I mean, like Jamie Fox played like a president in like white house down oh that's right that's right i didn't see it near did i like i i had zero interest in fucking you know yeah magic mike and i fucking... i still yeah i still have no no desire to see that but um um should we get into the you... god well i got i got a, i got um a, one more uh fictional, fictional? oh then, yeah hit here, me here's the thing i'm under the imp- i don't know 100 percent if he becomes president but I'm under the impression that he does. Okay. And that's House of Cards. Frank Underwood, played by Kevin Spacey. Again, a show I never saw, so I can't, yeah. I, I never see it either until I started watching it. Like, I'm only four episodes in. It is what, like, it's so bizarre to watch the West Wing and House of Cards sort of at the same fucking time. Because it's because really kind of polar opposites from what I understand. They're polar opposites, but they but they they complete politics so well True. because, you know, in West Wing, it's like, hey, isn't this stressful? The fucking president, you know, had to do this. And, oh, that meeting was canceled. But, oh, my God, this got leaked out and blah, blah, blah. House of Cards is all shittiness and like 
leaking crap out. So it's like if you watch House of Cards and watch Frank Underwood fuck up the administration for his own political gain. And then you watch West Wing and kind of interpret it and be like, this is them trying to scramble to fix everything. Yeah. It makes a really interesting uh, experience. And I've got to give Spacey credit. He's very good in House of Cards. He's very bad as a person, but he's very good. Well, and that goes, back to the, that goes back to the conversation we've had, and it seems to always center around Spacey. He's a great actor, but he's such a terrible person, or we're no longer allowed to like the, the things that he's in. Just, I don't want to get in that debate again tonight, but that's the kind of thing that we've brought up about him multiple times, you know. I have no intention of going into that debate again, but I, I will say that Robin Wright plays his wife, and she's just as good. Oh, yeah. Um, no, they... Yeah, I, I, I know thing I know enough about that series to first off I know the answer to your question about whether or not he becomes president. I know the answer. I assume he does. But then I also know something about Robin Wright because of what Kevin Spacey did in real life that, right. that all from the show, not her. Not but I so know. yeah. So you see I, I, I know I'm trying not to spoil the show for you. Okay, I'm trying not to spoil the show for you, that's all. So even though I've never seen the show apart from recently, the first couple episodes, I've had to look at the fucking covers of the later seasons. Mm. So I, I kind of, it kind of gives away some of it. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, they, they, they adopted the same fucking thing. She's sitting on the fucking throne. Like he is. I, I watched the first, I want to say two episodes of house of cards back when it was getting kind of big, but it wasn't at that point where like, okay, it's too big for me to, you know, when I get into that kind of 13 ish. Yeah. And, it just didn't like I didn't hate it, but it didn't it didn't speak to me very much either. Do you know what I mean? So I I think timing is everything. Like if I try like just like how you were talking about the West Wing. Like I didn't watch the West Wing when it's coming out. Sure, but I think but you would have been too young. But... What you would have been too young for that to make any sense. I mean, not really. I just would have been. It would have been. It, it, it it's weird because the West Wing kind of has elements of a sitcom. Like it's sometimes it's too lighthearted of a show. Like that's why it's weird for Rob Lowe to be in it because Rob Lowe is, I've only known him as deadpan comedy, and for him to be in a political show is just weird to me because he's doing the same performance as he does in like Wayne's World or Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that deadpan, you know, snarky. You would have been eight awkward. when the show started, just to give you an idea. And you said you saw American President at 10, and it was like, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree, but it just, I think the, like, we had to, I had to kind of deal with the last, this past administration, and that kind of makes me into House of Cards and West Wing, because I'm like, okay, I've seen a really bad administration. I've been involved more so interest in politics than I ever have in my fucking life. Now I'm interested. Now I can kind of like see this gauge. And that kind of makes it more worthwhile watching House of Cards because you're like, hey, at least this is a fictional presidential character who's fucking shit up. Right. Well, and you know? and, this- and and isn't irony how life imitates art because ultimately he, for different reasons, but he fucks shit up too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we can move. I've only got a small amount for real biopics. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of them out there. To be fair, I mean, there's there's enough, but not enough that like we'd have another two hours worth of content. Right. So, um, what do, what do you got? Because then I'll get into mine. 
Um, well, I mean, we already did touch on it a little bit, but Frost w. Nixon. Oh, Frost Nixon. Yeah, let's let's talk Frost Nixon because I never saw that before the other day, and me neither. And I was really impressed with yeah. the film. First off, I thought it was really well done. Deb came out at one point when I was watching it and was like, and saw Frank Langella and said, "That's supposed to be Nixon. It doesn't really look like him." I said, "No, but he's got his mannerisms down really well." Doesn't doesn't look like him enough, but you believe it. Yes, you, as you're watching it, you forget what Nixon looks like. And I've actually, one. I've actually heard. I mean, and, and without getting into a whole thing, but I like I heard that same description of Rami Malek playing Freddie Mercury. The, the beginning, it's a little jarring and. By the end of the film, you see Freddy. You don't see Rami, and I I don't know if you agree with that, but that's a, that's a description I'd heard. I feel like you're probably, the same thing does apply to at least I, you know I can this. buy that. I don't I don't agree with it, but I understand other people going through that. Okay, fair enough. And and yeah, but I didn't, that wasn't meant to get no thing on Bohemian, but it was uh, just a um. But you're right. He but. The other thing that I didn't see coming, and I and I and I'll be honest with you, because we were talking about like with Dave, you didn't see Ben Kingsley's name on the opening credits, or you don't remember seeing his name in the opening credits, whatever the case may be. Um, I saw this name and just read it wrong. But Michael Sheen as David Frost was killer. I thought I yeah. thought he did an amazing job. He also doesn't look much like the guy. If you, I went and looked up David Frost because I didn't know much about him, and and I did a little bit of research, yeah. and he he doesn't look anything like him. And I and unfortunately, I'm not as familiar with his mannerisms, so I don't know if he's got him down or not. But you know, he... uh, it's my understanding that I mean I didn't even know it was a show. Like it was a Broadway show first, and you did Sheen I, you did I, and Langella had originated the roles. And that was like Ron Howard's stipulation. It's like if we're gonna make this, we need the guys. So, oh, so they did it on this Broadway show too. Those two guys. Okay, I think I, I, yeah. I don't think I put that together when you said it the first time. That's why I had to ask. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, Michael Sheen, pound for pound, is is one of the best actors, like in this day and age. Like, I every, agree. Like, yeah. We said this when we did our Underworld episode. Like he made that movie infinitely better as I, as uh, as Lucian. And then yet when he's playing like a, a tertiary character, in, like in Tron Legacy, which I don't think you've seen, but like he, I've I've, I've seen Tron Legacy. I, I thought my bag, but I've seen it. Uh, so he plays that tertiary character Zeus. He's very briefly in the film, and but he he steals the show, but not in a way that's like yeah. It's it's you would like okay that your your focus is on that character for that brief period he's on film, and then consequently he's in a show right now called Prodigal Son. It's a it's a crime show on Fox, and he to your point about how he made the other mo- he made the underworld he makes this show the show is good but without michael sheen it's probably not nearly as good you know so he he was also absolutely phenomenal in the show masters of sex i didn't see that so i can't speak to it's that it's so good and i don't i didn't finish it i don't know how the fuck it ends but um michael sheen is that type of guy where it's like he could do any movie and he make it better like mm-hmm. the movie could be crap. Like it could be a franchise, fucking you know movie that's just like we're gonna we're just trying to make money. It's not about story. And then he comes in. You're like, I am into this because he's on screen. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and I mean, also though, not to take away from some of the other people in the film, but like 
Oliver Platt does an amazing job in the film. Um, I, easily one of my favorite supporting actors of all time. Is Oliver oh yeah, Platt. yeah, yeah. I could, I could, I could. Sam Rockwell. I was. You beat me to it. I was. That's where I was going next. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Sam Rockwell, and then and I'm actually looking up the third guy because I, I just don't know his name, but I've actually seen him in other stuff, and I'm trying to get his name now. Um, oh, the British guy? Yeah. Does that, that's not... Um, but but did, this isn't who I was looking for, but Toby Jones in the film, you know. Toby Jones is... He... So, I, ever, I love him because he's Dobby from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Master's giving Dobby a snook. Like, that's that's fucking Toby Jones. And he's also in W. So, yeah. like, what we were talking about earlier about, like, there's a whole list of these things. Like, Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen. Like, Martin Sheen was in West Wing. And then fucking Richard Dreyfus was an American president. Then he was in fucking Vice. And, or, you know, he was in W. Um, fucking uh, Toby Jones is in Frost Nixon. As Swifty Lazar, and he nailed Swifty Lazar. I've mm-hmm. got to give him credit. Yeah, yeah. But he also is in Dublin as uh, Carl Rove. And he is, like, we'll go back to Frox Nixon in a minute, but, like, I've got to give W credit for some of the best casting. I know, I heard it was he, good. I heard, I look, what, like, dislike, you know, W, the, the person, the, the the politician, whatever, I hear that film is really good. I haven't seen it yet, but... I wouldn't say the film itself is really good because it is kind of all over the place, and it, and when it ends, it's kind of like, really? That's how you end it? Okay, okay. that's weird. Okay. And it, it is, like, Dreyfus kind of said it's six-eighths of a good film. <laughs> but, like, the casting is weird, but it works. Like, Tandy Newton plays Condoleezza Rice. I've always been a fan so of her. Fuck- yeah. Dude, she's so spot on. She's mm. got the fucking weird, like, oh, yes, Mr. Pratt, like, I can't do a fucking, de- uh, sure, I can't sure. do a Condoleezza Rice. But she, like, I, I think they even fucking put a gap in her teeth. That wasn't stunning. To really make, yeah. But And then fucking, um, I'm blanking on his fucking name, which pisses me off because I, I like him. But the guy who plays uh, Felix in the, Daniel Craig Bond movies. He's also going to be the new Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. Plays Felix in the Bond. Felix, Felix. I'm trying to. I can't even think of who that character. He, he's he's the he's the African American guy who is the new Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. Just look that up. Uh, I was trying to find W. I can't find W. You have to put W. Period. Oh really? And then, okay, hold on. W. Period. No, it's not coming up. Oh, I then oh, look wait, up here we Josh go. Here we go. No, no, I got it. Okay, W. Um, and he played who? Colin Powell. The guy who played Colin Powell fucking Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Thank yeah. you. I'm so fucking stupid because I like him. I don't know. I like him too. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I, I didn't know his name, which look, we've already established on the show. I typically don't know people's names that I like. <laughs> right. But from my own personal thing, like I should fucking know. Yeah. I try to remember everybody yeah. Like you're the one supposed to know this shit, motherfucker. Um, right. He's so good. But I mean, Brolin. Cromwell. If I told James Cromwell plays senior, yeah. Oh wow! I mean, you have to kind of like overlook the fact that Cromwell is six foot seven, and George H. W. Bush was six two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And when he and W. When he and Josh Brolin stand next to each other, it's so fucking comical. (laughs) Brolin's five eleven. Okay. 
Right. No, 510. We so looked him it, up for Deadpool. I remember. He's 510. I, I looked it up again last night. Apparently, he's He grew grown, an inch. But <laughs> he grew an inch. He's 511 now. Uh, Look, if I told you that Josh Ble- fucking Thanos played George W. Bush, you'd be like, you are out of your fucking mind. Yeah, that's not who I would have gone with that. That's not who I would have picked. I'm sure he did a great job, but that's not who I would have gone for. Nails it. Nails the mannerisms. Nail. I mean, he doesn't look exactly like Bush, but enough where it looks better than like Daryl Hammond or like Frank Caliendo doing a fucking SNL impression. You know what I want? And because I haven't seen it yet, and I think you said you didn't see it either. But um, we were just talking about this actor, so I'd be curious. In 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 Vice, Sam Rockwell plays him, and I really need to see more of that because I think he's got. That's it. what I was. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to because like this whole list is like. Frost Nixon, Sam Rockwell's in that, and it, see this whole thing. At the end of this of the of this recording, we should try and do a link a skew of just presidential, like link an actor who stars in one presidential movie to another presidential movie. To I'm the in. Other actors. We so can do that. I yeah. and honestly, I I just thought of the title for this. It literally just hit me, but I think I think I have a title for this episode already. Link of Command. No, all the president's men. Which I know is the name of a movie, but I still think that fits. All right. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I, but, we, we had, uh, go ahead. We had toyed with, I, I had said, uh, pardon our presidents. And you oh, were like, yeah. not, yeah, yeah. You were not totally into it because you're like, I mean, it's kind of too close because Trump might pardon himself. No, no we yeah, because we were try. discussing it. We were actually discussing a pre inaugural inauguration day when he could have still done it. So, yeah. Um, the other, the other person that we need to give some love to from Frost Nixon, though, that we didn't mention yet, you would think, what? How the f-? especially since you mentioned like Askew, fucking Kevin Bacon, um, yeah. it, you know, and I, he's really good at playing a douchebag. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Yes, um, um, he's he's uh, he does that kind of that snark really well. And I've got to say, it's in part because of his nose, his nose and his eyes. He's got like a steel. He's got, yeah, he's got those eyes that can just like, like even in A Few Good Men, he's playing a good character. Like the character in A Few Good Men is not a shitty person. He's the prosecutor, but he's not a shitty human being. He's just doing his job. But he's very like, mm, you know but what I mean? If 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 that if there if. If you're first watching A Few Good Men, and then all of a sudden he just pulls out his gun and shoots Tom Cruise, you wouldn't be surprised. No, 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 no. Like that was fucking a twist, but hey, it's Kevin Bacon. Um, And and my favorite scene in one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, and it's not the you can't handle the truth one that everybody loves. It's actually him. It's actually Kevin and Tom Cruise. They're in a bar right after he finds uh, the star witness and he and they're talking about it and all this stuff. And Bacon makes some... I, 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 it's not about the point. He makes this grand point about how he's still going to basically win the case. And it... Or, or something about Tom's father. Because that's a trigger for him. But anyway, the point is, as he's leaving, Tom jumps up and goes, you're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. And... Kevin Bacon, straight as day, just looks at him and goes, the boys are going down, Caffey, and he walks out. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it, 
that delivery, that, 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 I might watch that movie tonight now when I'm done. But yeah. Um, if you want to see a good, uh, a good Kevin Bacon performance, you gotta, tr- you gotta watch Wild Things. Okay. I could do that. There's a, there's a show he was on too, and the name escapes me, and I'll get it after the episode because I don't want to keep holding people up. But there's an episode, the show he was in with, um, where he the, the he's a FBI agent going after a guy who's obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe, who's like the serial killer. It was on Fox. It was another one of those Fox shows. It was really good. I think it, oh, it's called The Following. It's called The Following. I, oh, okay. I know of The Following. I never I never watched it. I, I think it. I think you would dig it. I think Steph would dig it too because of the Edgar Allan Poe literary thing. Because there's a lot of literary, especially in the first season. Um, the other person I wanted to bring up from this film real quick, and then we can move on to another film. Um, just because it was cool to see her, and I didn't expect it, was Rebecca Hall from Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. So that, you get an actor from Iron Man 2 and then an actor from Iron Man 3. Who's the one in 2? Oh, Rockwell. Rock- Rockwell. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right, right. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're tapping that Marvel universe. Um, there's, so there's that. Um, what other, So then you – but, yeah, I. the other thing I'll say about the film – before we move on, is listen again. We coming out of the Trump years and and the fact that he's been impeached a second time, um, and and whatnot. Like he, it the, the parallels between what Nixon did and what Trump did is really fucking scary. Like I don't think I realized it's it's really. I mean, I I don't genuinely believe Nixon's as terrible of a human being as Trump was or is, Mm -hmm. but he's certainly not great. (laughs) You know, there were two, I I watched three of these. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I watched four of these fucking movies last night. Like I was on a real bender and I did a crash course of like political fucking movies last night with Steph. Like Steph was a real trooper. (laughs) Um, One of them was Frost Nixon. The other one was called Recount, and it's like a TV HBO movie. I I I think I've seen part of that, if not the whole thing, okay. but I don't remember much about it, honestly. You should really watch it. Because I think, I've, like I said, I think I've seen it. I do. I think I've well, I've seen. I, I it. would I would rewatch it because the whole th- like if isn't that about took... the W Al Gore thing? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Okay, so if you if you watch Frost Nixon. And then recount back to back like I did, you will have no choice but to be like, "Holy fuck! This was just the last three goddamn months." Like, yeah, this was all I mean, the yeah, in, uh, yeah. This, all the Trump administration freaking out about fucking votes and stop the count and keep counting and blah blah blah. And then you watch Nixon, who does what? I mean, Trump clearly. I don't know if he's he's like modeling himself a little bit about how Nixon handles himself. But the parallels are really staggeringly close where Nixon drones on and talks about himself and he's kind of charming in a fucked up way. Like, but the, if you if you the, took Nixon, the thing I'll give Nixon, up, it would be Trump. But the thing I'll give Nixon uh, and, and obviously neither of us were alive for his presidency. Right. But from all accounts in the film and in also some other things I've seen, Trump. Or, or Nixon handled himself publicly better than Trump does. Not not great, but better. Not nearly as maniacal would be a good word to use. Not nearly more as more eloquent. 
more eloquent, not also also not as insightful. Like he wasn't trying to incite things like the attack that we had on the Capitol. Like he wasn't Nixon wasn't doing that kind of crap. You know what I mean? Nixon was more successful about being shady. Yeah, well, that's what I'm Whereas saying. Trump, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Trump sucked at being like the, you know the, the moment his his uh, bullshit. The moment that really got to me from the film, from the Frost Nixon film, going back to the film was, and if this is real, because you have to think there's a little bit of leeway on all these things, right? So, but if this I is real, I think I know where you're going. Where Nixon calls Frost the night before the the final interview and goes on this gigantic rant about class and people looking down on you and this, that, and the third, and then doesn't remember a word of it. Doesn't remember what that that phone call never happened or it was inspired by the fact that Nixon would call people in at night, but that conversation and him calling Frost. I wish it was. I wish it was true, but it didn't happen. It was really impactful, though. I mean, the fact that it didn't happen, it was really... (laughs) And they filmed that with essentially the actors in the same room, but Mm. they filmed it like they were not in the same room. Okay. It was almost like... Like, which I think they probably borrowed from, like, the play. Oh, probably. Yeah, I would imagine so. But, and Langella fucking did an amazing job in that. I mean, there's that line was like, we're going to choke those motherfuckers. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Where the fuck did that come from? And you, I mean, when we watched it, because Steph and I had never seen it, she says, do you think that's why he recorded everything? Because he couldn't remember everything because oh. he was probably a closet drunk. Well, and I said that's a that's a good argument. It, but it's a, it's a really good argument. I the one argument that he makes in the film I do know to be true, right? When he's being interviewed, right? Johnson, John, yeah, Johnson's the one to put the system in the White House. That wasn't Nixon. Now, how Nixon used it is a whole different conversation. But very true. But LBJ is the one that actually had the system installed in the White House. So, yeah. yeah. And I am I actually wonder to this day if it's still there. They say it's not, but eh. You know. I don't think it is because there would have been leaks of Trump. You think, but I don't know. Um, well, there there were fucking White House A's that were like, fuck this guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. shit out. I know. Um, like, you know, you know what the biggest like one is right now that actually there was a button to get him to order a Diet Coke that he pressed all the time. Oh, I believe it. Like they, yeah. Anyways. Um, one one quick thing about Nixon and the and the tapes because it's just a funny thing, so we can move on and then we can move on is. There's a there's a song that I listen to exclusively on and around Thanksgiving, and it's called Alice's Restaurant Massacre, and it's written by Arlo Guthrie, and I think I even played it on a pre-show for uh, Get Vocal. Um, there's multiple versions of it. Uh, there's the original version, and then there's I think there's a third one, but the important one is that on the 25th anniversary of the song. Arlo performed it live again because it's always only live. Like even the one on the album is actually a live recording. He it's ne- he's never done it in the studio. It it's not the song kind of song that plays itself to a studio recording. Anyway, 
And so he can ad lib the song because it's live. Well, the song is 18 minutes long. Eighteen twenty six is an is the length of the thing, which is exactly the amount of tape missing from the Watergate tapes. Mm-hmm. So his joke is that what was erased from the Watergate tape was Arlo's was uh, Alice's Restaurant Massacre, the entirety of of Nixon listening to it. So that's fucking great. It, it's a funny, yeah. It's a joke he made on the twenty fifth anniversary when he performed it. So I just thought it'd be a funny t- anecdote to finish off that i agree with um the next one that i well you have not i think we're we're pretty far apart at this point i don't think we have any more together the real ones at this point um of the real ones i i was i mean the recount you don't explicitly see bush or gore um you hear soundalikes and then you see guys that kind of resemble the back of them sure so it's sort of a, I mean, it's it's relevant as a presidential biopic, but it's not a traditional biopic. But <clears throat> I would definitely, uh, you should definitely watch it. Um, I, I mean, we we talked W to death. Um, we did recount. I've got I've got two I'm, more. Real quick, W thing that I could, and this will be like thirty seconds. But if you've not seen it, because we've been talking about plays a little bit off and on, and I actually have another one I want to talk about before we end, but. There's a one-man show that's more of a it, – it's more of a play, but it's billed as a stand-up thing. And neither of us are huge fans of him, but I like this. Will Ferrell did a one-man thing about W right after he got out of office, and it's actually pretty good. It's it's funny. It's entertaining. It's Because we've agreed. We're not big Will Ferrell fans, but there's been these one-off things that he's done throughout his career where we're like, okay, that's not bad. You know, like a couple, couple of the characters he's done on SNL, things like that. You know, so this is one of those things. I actually really enjoyed it. So if you have not Celebrity seen... Celebrity Jeopardy is absolutely hysterical. Exactly, so. right. If you have not seen that, Rico, I, I don't know for a fact it's on HBO Max, but it was an HBO special, so I'm willing to bet that it is. So if you haven't seen it and you want something a little more lighthearted, I recommend it. So well, I that going off from that, we all know these fucking Bushisms, right? Like I am the decider, you know. Like you know, no, you're the decision maker. You make decisions. Like, yeah, right. Like, like or like, is our children learning? Like he, yeah, right, like, right, 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 right. Before we had Trump stupid quotes, we had Bush stupid quotes. Listen, man, I I openly said about midway through the last administration, I long for the days of W. <laughs> Cause... I, and I'm, if you rewatch, if you watch W, it'd be like, oh no, we <laughs> this was also bad. But what they do is they take real quotes and put it in everyday conversation. Okay. So the quotes, that's how they do this weird biopic because, like Brolin as Bush is like talking to, uh, you know, his chief of staff, and he's talking to you know, fucking Cheney and blah blah blah. And he says lines that were like real fucking things that the real Bush said. But Bush was saying it to like the media mm. and like journalists and shit. Yep. And then they printed it and said, This, you know what this fucking idiot just said? He <laughs> said, Is our children learning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got to put food on your family. Like stupid shit like that. <laughs> he said some but stupid they, shit. Yeah. He said some shit, dude. And then they put it in the movie and you're watching, you're like, Oh, fuck. They said that shit like and, and it seems so natural. Like you have to really listen to what Brolin as Bush is saying, because then it's like, 
oh no, that's and it's not a it's not a Will Ferrell. It's, right, it's, right, right, it, right. You, you believe that Brolin as Bush, you know, not to be mean, but he pulled the fucking Wayne Manor. Like, you know, he said something and it was purely accidental, but he rolled with it. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's it's fine. I got it. It got thrown at me the other night on Get Vocal. I'm kind of, that's like my, that's, that's, that's the thing that will, as long as I do this show or any kind of public performance where, where this show is at least together, then. That's your kryptonite? Yeah. So I, um, but, uh, I don't know. Um, so I've got two more. Okay. Um, one of them is a mini series called the Kennedys that came out like maybe five years ago or so. I've never even heard of that. I mean, I believe it, but I didn't heard of it. Dude, it was limited, but it like one of the better portrayals of JFK I've ever seen. Okay. Greg Kinnear. You know, Greg Kinnear is a great fucking Kennedy. He's also really good at playing people that aren't, or let me rephrase that. That are real. Like, he's good at that. He's one of those people that's really good at playing real people. Does that make mm-hmm. any sense? Greg Kinnear is underrated. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I will say, with all respect to him, I've liked his roles when he's playing a real person more than when he's just playing some fictional character. Like, I think he does better, at least in the ones I've seen. I'm not saying he's not, but the ones I've seen, he's done better playing real people than fake like for example he did he does um the the coach for the philadelphia eagles during uh vince papali and invincible the the marky mark eagles game movie that right he he plays he plays um dick vermeil the coach and Mm -hmm. you buy it i do you know what i mean like so did you ever see as good as it gets with Nicholson and helen hunt no oh you gotta see that because he's phenomenal in it by the way speaking of hunts could just Doubling all the way back to Dave for like thirty seconds. Bonnie hunts in that film, and nobody fucking realizes it. I think I saw it her when she showed up, but I was, but it was a real quick glance. Oh yeah, she's she's there. the tour guide when she's like, "We're walking, right. we're walking, we're walking." You know, I I'll give you a, like a, I'll give you a quick little fucking antidote to that. Yeah. Um. Even Tom Cruise, who works with her in Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. She plays uh, Laurel, fucking Laurel's sister. sister, yeah. Right. And she has gives one of the best lines, like, if you fuck this up, I'll kill you. Yeah. Like, yep. Here's the thing. That's not the first time they worked together. She was in Rain Man. She plays the waitress when he drops the fucking toothpicks. It's been so long since I've seen Rain Man, but I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. He drops the toothpicks. He goes 82, 82, 82. And she's like, and he's like 82. What? And then she's the one who says there's four left in the box. And he, and he says like, you know, is after he read the phone book up to G and he says her fucking name and her phone number. She's like, how'd you know my phone number? So they went and worked together in Jerry Maguire. And he, Tom was like, say, I'm so excited to fucking work with you. She's like, we've actually worked together already. He's like, what? Yeah, well, that's like that's like eight years ago. That's I I it's the same thing that Gwyneth did. She did that with it's like I think it was Favreau or somebody. It was somebody. She's like, I'm so glad we worked with Menevin Favreau. And she's like, uh, we were in like three movies together, all in the Marvel universe. Like it was another Marvel film, and she's it's like we've never worked together before. He's like, uh, no, <laughs> that's not true at all. So well, that was also leeching off of a meme where it showed. Uh, her as Pepper in the rescue suit 
during Endgame, yeah, going up to people and be like, "So, what do you do in this movie?" Like, like she no, was that so, actually like, happened. Touch. Yeah, that actually happened. Oh yeah, that actually yeah yeah. Um. So yeah, the Candies is is a fine miniseries. It's not phenomenal, but like for a portrayal of JFK and sure. Robert F. Kennedy, okay, played by Barry Pepper. It's pretty Ooh. fucking good. Barry Pepper's a good another another underrated actor, I think, personally. Like Kennedy is hard to cast, you know what I mean? Especially with that that I mean we joke about Ron and being from the Massachusetts area, but those guys had that I mean, you want to talk about having that thick that that Bostonian, that Massachusetts accent, those guys have it, the Kennedys. It, 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 it's a very different accent. It's not working class Boston. It's it's regal Boston. And so it's the it's what what is it the 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 way with the British you have the Cockney and then you have the um because like Michael Caine's one and then it, but yeah yeah so it's very similar. Yeah, my, my dad was my dad's fucking like you know drop the fucking cat you know and then like you know ask not what you can do like it's very like. It, it's it still it's like strong fucking, as fuck though it's thick that's what my point is it's thick as fuck so and 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 you think it's like when they do it on Simpsons with Quimby you think it's a fucking really out there fucking accent no nope. it's pretty spot on it's pretty like, spot on ah, yeah, nah. yeah. It's, it's like Kennedy did that shit the only other person that does a decent Kennedy and it's like a one off role like he it's not like it's gaining any fucking momentum sure. and like oh it's the best performance. There was an HBO biopic about the Rat Pack. You'll never fucking guess what it was called. It was called the Rat Pack. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, right. and like Ray Liotta plays Sinatra. Joe Montana plays D. Martin. Don Cheadle is amazing as Sammy Jr. And then William Peterson from fucking CSI plays Kennedy. And he does a good enough job. He doesn't look like Kennedy. But he's got the charm and the cadence. Of gotcha. I I haven't seen it, but I do want to acknowledge just in case we have people listening, going, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" Yes, I know JFK is a film, and I've never seen it, so I can't speak I, to it. I have seen JFK. I had it on my list, but I also excluded it from my list because it's not a biopic about Kennedy. Well, neither is one of the ones of- I'm thinking of. Honest, that I watched. It's not a biopic, but it's still it's a portrayal. So. Okay, but you don't see Kennedy portrayed in, in oh, JFK. Oh, it, okay, it's, okay. It's, it's 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 all about the 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 assassination. Gotcha, the, gotcha. The during and then the aftermath. The after, okay. It's, all it is is it's a it's a political mystery that happened in real life, essentially. Right, right. I follow. I, 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 I see. I don't. I don't even know much about the the plot. Like honestly, before you said that, I just know there's a movie called JFK, and before people started like calling us and going what the fuck like you know also just another quick exclusion real quick um movies like contact where bill clinton was inserted using real news footage that was then like sewn together to say what he wanted they wanted him to say in the film and also um forrest gump where multiple presidents are portrayed but again it's it's footage that's Ar- manipulated. It's archived footage. Yeah. It's archived or manipulated footage. So that's why we're not discussing those or bringing those up uh, as part of this. Because these are all the ones we're talking about are, are actually acted and portrayed by other actors. And, right. Yeah. So um, did you have another one or did you want me to get into mine? I, ha- I, I have one, but you you go yours. We'll flip so, on. okay. So I, I rewatched Lincoln, which mm-hmm. was, I, I, first off, it, 
I will be straight with you. It's the first time I think I've seen it from start to finish. Um, I I caught it pretty early on enough a few times that I feel like I didn't need to to watch every mm-hmm. you know that like I need like I missed like, I didn't feel like I missed anything like the the story was not lost on me I was following it all the way through so it was the first time I'd seen it from start to finish. Um, I I've heard stories and I've read stories about Daniel Day Lewis being a bit of a pain in the ass on on set because he's very method and all that kind of stuff, but he's a pain in the ass at every set, but right. he's, he delivers good work. Right. And he did. And he did. And yes, to your point earlier, cause I think you said it, we don't know how well his portrayal of Lincoln was, but I have to imagine it was the thing that I found really, um, intriguing. And, and I, I follow history pretty well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not jazz, <laughs> just by right. comparison i'm not jessica but the the complete and utter flip-flop of the republicans and democrats from the time of slavery to now is mm-hmm. mind-bending to me yeah we in our beliefs that i know we well we don't agree on every topic about you know every subject and every we're we're pretty close on most things. Right, we would be Republicans in that day and age. It's weird. I mean, because Lincoln started the Republican Party. No, no, he didn't. No, they're, they're, they actually, the f- they actually, he, he's the first. I think he was the first of the new Republican presidents. But there's, I, they actually talked to the guy who starts the party in the film. Okay, but he, well, he was the first Republican president. That's Correct. what I meant. Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. Um. You're and, and the ultimate fucking irony, and Trump was guilty of this. He kept using that. Like Republicans love to say, "We're the linked party." Like, why are you yelling at us? Like, it's like, no, oh, no, you're not. No, you're not even you close. Are every, you are everything that Lincoln did not like. Yep. You just happen to be the same party. Correct. Yep. So, and that's and that's why I mean, but again, without getting into a whole political discussion, because I know we've been trying to avoid that to a degree when. I don't know if you watched it, but Biden uh, quoted Lincoln several times in his inaugural dress. Oh, yeah, he quoted Lincoln a couple times in his I, inaugural dress. It, well, they, I'm sure the shit's online. Like, if you wanted to go watch his speech, yeah. I'm sure you could go find it pretty easily. But he 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 uh, was so it, – it, it made me – and this is before I watched the movie, but now having watched the movie again, because I hadn't seen – I had seen it before, but it had been years at this point since I had seen it because it came out in 12, and I probably saw it around 15. So it's probably been about five years now since I've seen it. And so, you know, watching the inauguration, watching Biden's speech, and going back and watching this film again for the first time in that many years was like, oh <laughs> – you know what I mean? And like, but I mean, you want to talk about heavy hitters again, dude, this cast for Lincoln, not just Daniel Day Lewis and, and Sally Field for that matter. Like the number, the number of heavy hitters in this, in this film, I'm pulling up the, I'm trying to, to, I'm, I'm pulling my Thor here. James trying, Spader. James Spader was one. Yep. I was going to mention that. You got Sally Field, as I mentioned, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt is in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, you got David Strathern in this film, who is another one of those underrated actors yep. in my eyes. Um, let's I see. almost watched Goodbye, uh, Good Night, and Good Luck. Don't know I that one. Yeah, because he's in that, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. But you got 
you got Bruce McGill in this one, who was also in one of the ones you brought up. I think it was in W when I was looking at the cast. In, he was in W and he, yeah. yeah. Um, Holbrook, who you probably don't know the name, but I know you know the face if you saw him because he's I been in a bunch name, of stuff. I can't think of the face. Um, I, I can share my screen with you in a second. Uh, but Tommy Lee Jones is in this. Jones, yeah. Lee, Lee Pace is in this. Wow. Um, it's, it's one of, I'm pretty sure it's one of Lee's first films. It's maybe not his first one. Jared Harris is in this. Ooh. See, Spielberg is always good at getting a good cast. Oh yeah. Well, it's Spielberg. Everyone, everyone wants to work with Spielberg. Sure. You know, um, you know, the, the ultimate irony is that before Daniel Day Lewis, I would have bet Tom Hanks would have, would have been the front runner because Tom Hanks is related to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. But they, I, to the point that we've said about Tom Hanks, and we're both big fans, but he doesn't change his thing up very much when he does films. You know what I mean? So, um, I also I think he looks like that's Lincoln. Holbrook right okay, there. Okay, Hal Holbrook. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think uh, I, I think Tom Hanks looks more like Lincoln than than Daniel Day Lewis did. I thought Daniel Day Lewis. I thought they, I don't know. You just, Look, Daniel Day-Lewis looked closer to Lincoln than Langella looked to Nixon by a long shot. Okay, I'll give you that. But I, the original, I mean, Hates wasn't really considered, but Liam Neeson was the original choice. For that, Lincoln? Yeah. That would have been interesting. And then, weirdly enough, uh, you know, he's obviously in Taken, and then they made a Taken TV show. Yes. And the guy who plays... Uh, Brian Mills in the Taken TV show looks enough like Liam Neeson where they it's viable that mm. okay he's going to play uh, another variation of Liam Neeson, but then weirdly enough he played Lincoln in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Okay, so maybe that was the connection. Like, like I, maybe Spielberg saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. He's like, oh god, this guy should you know this guy looks like Liam Neeson. I'm going to have Liam Neeson play my Lincoln, and Liam was like, no. Um, but um. Oh dear God! Uh, <laughs> I do want to give love to another. Uh, when we were giving love to some of these these actors that were presidents, but the president wasn't on screen for very long. I there's one I have to give some love to before I forget because I'm gonna kick myself if we do it after the fact. With um, Anthony Hopkins playing John Quincy Adams in Amistad, which is I believe another Spielberg film, but. And I know he's British and all, and I get that, but he he did an amazing job, I thought, of of playing Adams. I've never seen Amistad. I've seen the clip where he delivers that fucking long ass monologue, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, he he's good in uh, more than just that, but that that you're right. That monologue is like the the crowning moment for that character. But he he also played Nixon. Oh, okay, there you go. Dude, you there, there's a lot of heavy hitters again because it's Spielberg. There's a lot of heavy hitters in Amistad too, so I would I would yeah. I recommend it if you can see it. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there because well, what's your what's your next one? Because I only have one more thing to do, and I really want to start wrapping down. And I know you still want to do this this game, the the one uh, attempt here. So the Butler, because do you want to talk? Have you, have you never seen the Butler? No, and I've heard of it. I. Th- think i'm trying to remember okay so get ready for this weirdness don't don't look at the cast yet i want to i'm not no i'm still looking up something else so go ahead that's fine actually i'll bring up the cast because i want to read you this fucking cast because it is fucking weird so the butler movie directed by lee daniels is all about a 
African-American butler who has worked in the White House for like ever. Okay, I, I do know a little. My mom's a big fan of this film. I've never seen it, but I, I, I yeah. It's a very interesting film, but it's you kind of expect uh, him to interact with, like you almost want him to interact with the presidents more. Um, but it's it's got some of the weirdest fucking casting for presidents. All right, so Forrest Whitaker plays the butler, right? And Oprah Winfrey plays his wife. Now, <laughs> some of this is like, okay, that, that that's kind of spot-on casting. And then you're like, okay, that's not. Um, let me find it because I want to keep, I want to have them all like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Robin Williams as Eisenhower. Which one? Oh, wait, I mean, Eisenhower, not Roosevelt. Okay, yeah. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yeah, I follow. I no, mean, I, for a only, minute. He's only. For a minute, I was thinking Roosevelt because he plays Roosevelt in that night the museum film and actually does a pretty good job. So I thought of his, you know. Sure. Um, James Mars Marsden, so Cyclops from the X Men. Yeah, movies, yeah. Plays John F. Kennedy. Not bad. He's not bad. Not no, I can see that. Stuff. That makes I'm there. Yeah. Um, Liev Schreiber as Johnson. He did a fucking great. LBJ. Job. LBJ. Okay. Okay. I see that. Um. Okay, this is when it gets weird. Alan Rickman as Ronald Reagan looks just like him. I could see it. Does not sound like oh, him. Oh, I, like I could see that, too. Like yeah, I could see that, too. Yeah. And then Nancy Reagan is played by Jane Fonda. Okay. Right, there's there's more. There's, there's more weirdness to this. Um, hang on. Where the fuck? They're, they're fucking with me on this cast. Because I know there's more, but they're like now they're like, oh, yeah, here's a... You know, the uncredited people. I'm like, no, no, no. I know for a fact there was someone else who was in this fucking movie. Okay. You want to just take a guess? I'm going to tell you the president. You want, Just give me a guess. Okay. So who do you think played Richard Nixon? What year's the movie? The movie came out in 2013. Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't have any ideas. I'm just I'll give you. I'll give you a clue, okay? Okay. He is... He is uh, the main character. The, this actor has been in a movie that you frequently say could have been based on your life. Like you, you Cusack. go to this film. Yes, that's now think about what we just said. John Cusack as Richard fucking Nixon. That's interesting. It's so weird. It's so weird. And he doesn't even. I mean, like I. I think Cusack is an underrated actor. He didn't even fucking try. Like, they kind of elongate his nose a little bit. But, like, he doesn't even... I mean, he attempts the voice in such a subtle way. He's like, oh, we're where we are. Like, Nixon's like, there's just some bullshit. Like, he's, he's jowls and... He's that. Cusack is just like, oh, let me... Oh, oh, oh. Like, he just mumbles. It's like he's trying to do a Harrison Ford impression... Doing a Nixon impression. Okay. Okay. It's super weird. Um, it's, it's that's, not that's as weird. weird as Rickman as Reagan. Um, okay. Well, that's it's I, my mom. Like I said, my mom was a big fan. She liked it. She she wanted to. She's recommended it to me. So I'll have to check that out. Um, it's, it's interesting enough. I think you'll be entertained the whole time. Uh, yeah. It's I, about, it, it's, yeah. It's um, less about the butler himself. It's more about his son, if anything. His son goes throughout history, like like you see the like you see Forrest Whitaker going through and seeing politics happen 
in front of him while, you know, while he's like, you know, sweeping shit up and bringing sandwiches and whatnot. And then you see his son who becomes really involved in like civil rights. Right. And, like, right. So he's like really involved in politics, but on a, you know, civilian level. Um, all right. Well then did you have any more you wanted to say about that or you want me to move on? That's it. That's my list. Okay, so the only other one I saw, and look, I ended, before we even get into this, I'm going to say I know it's not a president, but I felt it still fit the qualifications um, because it's political and about a lot of presidents. There's presidents yeah. in it, um, specifically two, but or three, really. But um, I watched Hamilton on Disney+, Plus, the, the stage play that Lin-Manuel Miranda created. I thought Hamilton was about a president. No, it's about Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton was never president. Huh. I'm almost... Po- now you got me second-guessing. I always thought Alexander Hamilton was a fucking president. Like, I thought he was, like, before Monroe or some shit. Now you got me... He's a fa- he's considered I, a founding father, but I don't think he's a president. He's like... He's right, like... I, he's not, like um, Franklin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't confusing that, but I was, I was convinced Alexander Hamilton was a fucking... President. No, he no, he was the secretary of secretary officer, senior officer of the military, and he was a secretary of the treasury, which I knew, but he was never actually president. And they okay. they All say right. he they if 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 Burr hadn't shot him, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna freak out when we tell you what the fuck happened to Lincoln, guys. <laughs> Holy shit! Or or a Kennedy for that matter. Um, but mm-hmm. you know if. If if Burr hadn't shot him, there's talk that he might have made president someday, but he he didn't. See, that is just my stupid ass assumption that like I'm like, oh, he was on a dollar bill, he must have been president. But I'm like, wait, no, Franklin was on a dollar bill, he wasn't president. So, right, well, Franklin's on the hundred dollar bill, Hamilton's on the twenty, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, that's Jackson. No, that's Jackson. The, Hamilton was on. Is he the ten? He might be the ten. You're right. Um, he's the ten. Yeah. Uh, Which is anyway, why I, I fucking stupidly assume so. So yeah. So uh, but you know the the first off, hats off to Lin Manuel Miranda because he apparently wrote the whole thing from scratch. Which I mean, it's based on a book, but the right. the music you know, he wrote all the music, he wrote all the 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 screenplay or the stage play. Um, it really well done. Considering what it's it's a it's a one scene stage throughout the thing. Okay. Um, so they ne- there's never any changes, but they but they use other pieces like tables and chairs, and there's there's a giant circle within a circle that rotates. So they use that to give off the impression of things changing without it being like too overwhelming. But it's really well done, and then they set it all to like rap rap esque music because not all of it's rapping. There's definitely some singing. There's a little bit a little bit R and B. But there's definitely some rapping too, and to, and to put it into that. Listen, I liked it so much. I'm probably gonna watch it again at least once, if not more. That's how much I really okay. enjoyed it. It was really well done. If you're not into musicals, you're probably gonna hate it. I'm not gonna lie. The cast, in terms of like names, no, it's it, Lin Manuel Miranda's probably the biggest name in the thing that I know of. Now there's people right. in it that I'm sure you've seen in secondary, tertiary roles in other movies and things. So they're not like it's no, it's not to to, to shit on these people. I think they're more they're, known for they're their Broadway actors. Yeah, they're they're more known for their stage work. I bet, but I've definitely seen yeah. I've definitely seen some of these people in movies, you know. Okay. And 
the only the only turn off I think I had is that in two or three instances you had two actors playing the same character. Now, to be fair, the first character they play usually e- either dies or just fucks off and never makes a return. So they're never playing the same character. Like once that per- once that first character they play is no more, then they start playing the secondary character. There's no point where they're okay. You know, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that was well done. Um, it it was just it was just a well done put together piece of of work. I think I I really truly enjoyed it. I I I am a fan of musicals to a degree. I'm not. I know people that like watch all of them and they're just in awe, like Phantom of the Opera and Les Mes and all those things. I'm I'm more selective with mine, but this yeah. is one that would fit my um would fit my my list. I would I would watch this on a this would go into a loop. I would I would buy this if they ever put it on DVD. It might even be out on Blu-ray or DVD. Obviously, it's on Disney Plus, which is where I saw it. So as long as I have my subscription, I'll just keep it that way. Like it's right. not one. I, it's not one I feel like I need to own. Like I can watch it without owning it, and I'm okay with sure. that. But I'm I'm glad to be able to have it as an option. Okay. So, um, but that that's the last movie I wrote. Or mo- and it's not even a movie. I understand, but it to me it kind of counts as a movie because I put it on Disney Plus and watched it on my TV. It's a, it's a portrayal. No, but it is a shot of the, it's not, it's, see, yeah. like, for example, right, they took the state, and this is not presidential, but they took Rent and made a movie, and it's still a musical, and it's still all the songs, and it's a lot of the same cast, mm-hmm. but it's a movie. It's, it's, you know, it's got scenes, it's got wall, it's got, you know, right. this is, they put a camera in the theater and shot yeah. the, the stage play, and I, I think it's more than one camera, but they, they, you know, but they shot the stage performance, so that's very different. I've, I've, you know. I've seen that happen a lot. There's a National Theater Live. Like, they do that for particularly English, uh, Shakespeare, not just Shakespeare, like London plays gotcha. and everything. Right, right. <laughs> when I was working at the movie theater, we would have like a, a specific night called National Theater Live where we'd get the movie that they had oh, filmed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. Yeah, I've, I've seen... I've seen... I've not seen one of them, but I've seen it that that exists. And that's a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, right. I, I, w- I do want to say, just because we're both movie guys and we spend a lot of time talking movies on this show, I forgot how much respect I have for stage actors because that is infinitely harder than shooting a movie. Oh, so Agreed. Agreed. Um, you can go through many takes and take a break and go back. Right. Whereas stage, you fuck up. You hear the world watching it. Yep, basically. Or at least the people in the theater, depending on whether or not it's broadcast. But yes, I get the point you're making. You know, right. so. Um, but yeah. It, it, listen, I, I can't recommend it more if you like musicals. If you're into something different than the typical musical, especially because, again, with the, the rapping. and But it's not. It's not like gangster rap. It's not that kind of stuff, and it's not all about oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 tastefully done. No, but I'm saying for the audience more than anything. But it's it's tastefully done. I highly highly recommend it. Um, right. And it's a, and it's a good look at the beginning of our country. It really is because it starts pre Declaration of Independence, Independence, and it goes straight through to Hamilton's death. Okay. And and I mean it skips. There's there's giant gaps that are skipped for the purpose of time, but it it. It covers it well enough in my eyes. So yeah. Okay. Um, all right, man. So let's let's try our twisted version of Link Askew and see if we can do this. So what what's the plan here? I don't know. You name two fucking actors, and I have to start with a presidential movie, then an end with a presidential movie. Oh, we're doing it that way. Okay. I thought we were going from one. I thought we were trying to go from one presidential movie to another and have the same actor in in 
the start and the finish. I mean, I could try. That's even harder. But I no, mean, I like I like yours better. Honestly, <laughs> I thought that's why okay. I yeah. So um, yeah, I'll write this down. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna give you an easy one to start. I think the character. I think actor okay. A is gonna be an easy one. I'm gonna give you Rockwell. I think Rockwell's a nice one to start with there because you got a couple okay. choices. Um, right. but we'll try to make the back end a little bit harder here. Um, let's see. I don't know. Um, cause I, I gotta make it possible. Like I can't just pull, you know, well, no, I'm supposed to, what is, I'm the one who's supposed to make it possible. All, all oh, right. All right. So Rockwell to, I don't know why, but Bruce Willis keeps popping in my head. So we'll do Bruce Willis. Okay. But so that means the president is uh, of the Bruce Willis is going to probably have to be Tony Lister. Well, I did. Oh, so, okay. So wait, did, did, did the actor have to play president? Is that, I thought they just had to be presidential movies. I didn't think it had to actually be president. Oh, but, so let me ask you this. Is the presidential movie free reign? I can, I could pick a Bruce Willis movie as long as it features a president. Or well, was it your goal to have presidents in every, Across the no, board. No, my goal was to start with a presidential movie and end with a presidential movie. Right. I'm asking so, on the in between pieces. Did you want all presidential movies, or are you just willing to go anywhere? I was going to go anywhere. Well, then, yeah, I think it works. Why doesn't that work then? No, I'm. I'm just. I just wanted clarification. I don't think it has to. Is there no other movie that Bruce Willis is in where there's a president? Armageddon, but I, I don't remember if the president's featured. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, all right, well, let's do all somebody right, else. Right. You want me to do somebody else? I'll do somebody else. We're not trying to, like... I mean... All right, go ahead. I'll cross out Bruce Willis. You give me another one. I'm trying to... I, I... Well, we just listed, like, like a ton of, like... I know, but I feel like that's giving you a gimme give if I... Uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, This might be this might be too hard to figure... to, to do For what we're trying well, to I'll accomplish. Just, I'll, I'll do Bruce Willis. No, no, just do it. Just... just do it, yeah. All right, okay. All right, so Sam Rockwell to Bruce Willis, and they have to start at a presidential film and end in a presidential film. Okay, Sam Rockwell was in W with... Hmm, bear with me. So Sam Rockwell was in W with uh, Josh Brolin, Richard Dreyfus, Tandy Newton, uh, Scott Glenn. I forgot he was in that. He played Rumsfeld. Um, okay. I might have to start. I might have to start with fucking Bruce Willis, actually. All right, so Bruce Willis, Fifth Element, with Tony Lister, Chris Tucker, Mila Jovovich. Uh, <clears throat> okay, wait. No, I'm a I'm a fucking idiot. Bruce Willis was in the Fifth Element. With, oh, no, I can't do that because. All right, I'll get. I'll get. We're gonna switch out Bruce Willis. I'm gonna go. I'll go Michael Douglas. Uh, so Michael Douglas. Okay. So you so you can start with American President if you want. You know. Okay. I'll start with uh, that. That helps. Okay, so let me just write that down. So, so now goal. now you got two presidentials on either end because you got a couple that Rockwell are in that you can pick from, and you definitely have at least have American president on the other end. So there you go. Okay, that, that fucking helps. Um, okay. Uh, Michael Douglas, American president. That's Martin Sheen. That's... Michael J. Fox. Well, actually, I'm just, I, actually that's, that's, in, that's infinitely easier. So Michael Douglas was in The American President with Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss was in... Davia with, uh, well, no, it's a Cheney to a Cheney, but not the same fucking Cheney. Uh, shit. Okay. So, Richard <laughs> Dreyfuss was in Davia. Bear with me. 
<laughs> that's funny. I'm sorry. That's kind of funny. I, I just linked Cheney to Cheney without fucking well, knowing yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus was in the American president. Uh, he was also, uh, what the fuck? Ah, I'm fucking up here. Bear with, all right, I need, I need to do it again. Michael Douglas was the American president with Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus was in, uh, Dabia with Josh Brolin. I'm just going to go that route. Okay. Uh, Josh Brolin was in. Oh, I can get there from Brolin. I can get there from Brolin. That's easy. Well, That's way yeah, easy. Josh Brolin was in Avengers: Infinity War with Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was in Iron Man Two with Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was in Vice. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right. Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Podeskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash Podeskew. That's www dot g e t v o k l dot com slash potaskew where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games if you can't or don't want to join us live you can follow rico me and the show on twitter the show is at potaskew rico is at rance rico and i'm at m underscore blade we want to thank logo designer and show friend mike for his work on our wonderful logo you can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. 13 in the corner. She didn't say anything about me? Well, no, sir, but I could pass her a note before study hall. Damn it! Excuse me.